calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. Welcome to the Potaskew Podcast. I be CJ, and you know my first mate, Rico. Why is the rub always gone? <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, dude. Okay, so well before uh, before you get into yeah. it, I I want to do a proper interest. Welcome everybody to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. All right, man, go ahead. So for for our listeners, um, first off, I want to. For those who don't know, and for those who do know, this has been a rough couple fucking. Uh, this has been a rough month. Yeah, um, and it's continue getting more and more rough. Um, there's random other random shit that just keeps piling on. Uh, friends I know, they have just lost some loved ones as well. So like, it, this is just an awful fucking month. Like, Grumpy Cat died. Oh. Fucking. Don't get me started. Did you see my reaction to that? To Grumpy Cat? Yeah. No. Oh, I I lost my shit on some people. Like, no. Because of Grumpy? You don't- yeah, because, like, it's a fucking Grumpy Cat. Like, look, I'm an animal lover. You know I am. I love my dog. I got much love for animals. And I never want to see any animal tortured, be, you know, anything like that. This cat was a cat that just laid there and looked grumpy and its owner used that to get fucking rich. Kiss my ass. I mean, yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, Mark Mark and I had it out in a good way. Like, we're fine. But Mark and I had back and forth on Twitter and he did bring up a valid point. He said, yes, the owner's probably a colossal tool for having done that. However, you can still feel bad about the cat dying. So and that's how I, that's how I feel. I mean, the cat died. Okay, fairly young. Well, yeah, I don't know how old it was. Seven. I don't know. I don't know what a cat's normal life expectancy is. I'm sorry, I don't, and I'm not being mean. I just don't. But seven's kind of young for a cat. Well, okay, but still, like motherfucker. I'm just saying, motherfucker. Doris Day died like the week before, and nobody gives a shit. And that's much more no, important. No, I, I mean, I was I was upset, Doris. I mean, I didn't. Loved Doris Day. I, I I knew she was like. But you know where <sighs> she fits in the pantheon of famous 
people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she and Sinatra were in a fucking movie together. I, I got respect. They were in a movie called Young and Heart. Really good, really good movie, actually. Speaking of Sinatra movies, I was just watching Ocean Eleven. But anyway, not his. Yeah, right. The the well, the, it's not, the it's not Sinatra's movie. It's inspired by. Shut up. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, all right, look. For, look <laughs> what I'm saying, what I was trying to fucking say before I was rudely interrupted by the host. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this your show? Uh, no, it never has no? been, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so, in all seriousness, uh, my grandmother passed away. Yeah. And uh, I want to give a proper thank you to to you, CJ, for actually posting about that on, on Twitter and not even going to specifics of what I was going through, but just asking for some love and support. And all, all the listeners that are listening that did reach out, I really, really appreciate it. It, it did put a smile on my face. And, yeah, you definitely um, got some good love there. I was really happy to see that, and I'm happy to our fans that did. And those who didn't, they might have seen it, that's fine. We're not judging you, but I'm just saying, to the ones who did, thank you. Um, right. I felt really a shitty, buddy, because in circumstances like that, I feel like I should be there. Now, obviously, it's hard for me to get to Oakland, but right. th- just how I was raised. You know, you, you, you be there for your close friends when moments like that happen. And that was the only way I felt like I could do it. So, you know. And it was it was much appreciated. And and I and I, you know, yeah. Uh, so yesterday was her memorial service thing. Okay. And I mean, look, uh, I'm not the most liberal churchgoer. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and and I was kind of like, oh fuck, it's just. You know, we were at, it was at a Lutheran church, and there was a lot of sit down, stand up, him sing, cry, 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 Jesus, 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 sit back down, stand back up, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, yeah. fucking, but stop telling me to stand up and sit down, and, you know, fucking. Did you have to, did you have to kneel at any point? Because cat, in Catholic churches, you kneel as well. It's stand up, sit down, kneel. There's a, I, yeah, I wouldn't ever feel comfortable kneeling in a Catholic church. No, well, kneel, the kneeling portion. You know what I mean. Oh, you had to go there, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, look. But so, yeah. as much as I'm not a religious person, even remotely, it was good to see, you know, something for my grandmother. Yeah. Who I who I don't even know if she was super religious, but I think she went to the church to be with her friends. You know, she was at that point of being a senior where she was like. Well, you know, this is where everyone goes. This is this is right. our club, right? So right. it was it was good to see my my majority of my fucking family there. Um, cousins I haven't seen in a very long time. We we all my mother's side, the Amdahl side, has spread the fuck out. Some live in Florida. Some live in Did, fucking. Do you want the last name? Yeah, uh, it's, okay. it's my other last. It's my mother's last name. It's my hey, other last hey, name. I'm just. Looking out. Go hey, ahead. man, I passed around so many of the stickers of the logo to you my cousins. You hoard us they... out at the memorial service? <clears throat> no, I hoard us out today at the when we spread the ashes. Okay, that's a little better. 
I mean, no, I wasn't not. like, I wasn't like sp- sending out like little wafer thins at a church, being like, "Peace be with you." Do you like podcasts? Like, I wasn't doing that shit. Body of Christ, um, and here's a sticker. Body of Christ, here's yeah. a sticker. Body of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Peace be with you, and um, yeah. have a sticker. Um, so, um, yeah, here's a sticker. You know, like, oh, you like crosses? Well, here's not one. Here's a, here's a, here's me. Uh, here's a fat guy and a skinny guy talking about their dicks and here, and movies. Here's the one we bear every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, I saw cousins I haven't seen for a long time because cool. like I said, we, we spread out like a fucking plague. Um, did your brother go? Did your brothers go? Uh, my brother's incidentally, it's weird. My brother today is my brother's birthday. Both of them. Oh, no. Oh, right. Cause they're twins, right? Yeah. So yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Joel and Alex. I happy know birthday. you'll never listen to this. Well, Hey, listen, I think they bought t-shirts or one of them did. I- well, I think they bought T-shirts to give to me around Christmas or my birthday. No, it's it's it was one adult and two kids. I really, yeah, I think. Well, they, I think they might be giving it to them for Christmas. Okay, but they still. It's fun. It's it's funny. I gave it, uh, my nephews uh, each a sticker, and they immediately stuck it on a fucking wall. And I'm like, oh shit, that's not where it's supposed to. Go. And I'm like. I gotta tell you, dude, these stickers are tough. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't have any nails because I'm a nervous, like, nail biter, and I had to have staff, like, rip it off the wall. I was like, this is durable. By the way, speaking uh, of stickers, um, real quick, I did send the stickers up for the Golgothans hockey team, so hopefully we're gonna be on their cooler in the next week, which will be awesome, terrific. and the tournament's the week after, so that'll be and great. And Maddie. Maddie, if you're listening, I am planning on sending out your sticker as soon as I can. I, it's been so fucking chaotic. I haven't been near a mailbox. Um, and apparently, a couple of heavy hitters in Kev's world are at that tournament. Even though Kev won't be there this year, so I sent right. a few extras. So he said he might be able to get one in their hands. It'd be cool. Um, either cool. way, it doesn't matter. We appreciate Midnight Smoke and the, him offering us space on the cooler and yeah. promoting the show. Also promoting the show, um, Henry. For rocking the yes. T-shirt on on social media, so um, from across the pond, yes, from across the pond, yeah. Now I know April ordered one because I talk to her all the time. I know you do too a lot. I don't think she got it yet, but she said it's coming, and I trust her. I mean, well, I can see it in the order number, so I'm sure it got ordered. But, right, right, right. Um, so, but yeah. Anyway, good. But I didn't mean no, my my brothers did not go there because they're not of that family. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't know how much. So you'll have to one day lay out the whole family tree for me. I don't want to do it, it today, but it's really I, yeah. easy. My all my siblings are from my father's side, but with okay. same father, different, different mother. mothers. Okay, that's so. I mean, yeah. they my. It's really funny because all my cousins on my mother's side today were asking about my brothers because they all grew up together. Sure. They they you know they they weren't related, but they were friendly with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, how's Joel? And I'm like pulling out like Facebook. I'm like, here's what Joel looks like. And there's our, here is kids and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so they didn't show, they, but um, so to, that was yesterday. And today we got up at like a quarter past what the fuck. And <laughs> it was pouring rain here. We drove to my uncle's who lives like a mile or two away from us over here. Sunny is all and out. That, I'm sorry. Sunny and bright and nice out. No, it's still fucking raining. Oh, okay. And and my my uncle uh, is the. I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he is a captain 
of the fire department for the uh, San Francisco fire department tugboat. Oh, so, no shit. so like, I think it's number 35. Like it's a famous thing on the pier in San Francisco. Okay. So he, he is like, if there's a fire, if they need to do a rescue, he is the, He's the guy. He and his crew. Yeah, yeah. He and his crew do that. Like in, in like 19, I want to say 89. I don't know. Cause it was before I was born. There was a massive fucking fire in the Bay area. And he like helped like curb a lot of the flames. Well, there was a massive earthquake that year in the Bay. There was area. an earthquake, but there was also a fire. And I, I, I want to say it was like 92 or something. I was only saying because I was thinking maybe the fire was a result of the earthquake. But anyway, that's... it could it could be either way. But I know I know. Uh, so we went I, on. Sorry, I was going to I saw that earthquake live because there was a a, a baseball game. Right. Because if I recall, and Steph actually mentioned on the sports episode that we just put out that she remember on the day she was born, the Dodgers beat the the Athletics for the World Series. Yeah, and no, it wasn't that game, no, because it was the Giants. No, okay, yeah. it wasn't the game. It was. It, it was a, I was thinking it might have been the game, but it wasn't. But Because the, the Giants game, the, it was during the World Series, because I remember it was on TV. Right. Yeah. It was definitely the same year she was born, but I, so I think it was 88. It was definitely an earthquake in 88, but I don't know if it was... There was because also there was a huge fire. Yeah, I got um, you. So I had never been on this tugboat. And this is like like a real treat. Like my uncle Jeff was like, I, mean, I could say his name, it's, you know, whatever. He um, he you know he did the whole thing. Like we had a whole group of <coughs> excuse me of like fifteen to twenty people, and then his crew on this tugboat, and he's going through all the rules and regulations. We had to sign waivers and everything. We had to wear vests or not wear vests, and blah blah blah. And we went out and uh, spread my grandma's ashes, you know, and then he had lost his, um, his wife. God, I want to say three years ago, four years ago. Okay. Uh, and she, so we, we spread, he had her ashes. He just, you know, held on to them and he said, look, we'll, we'll find a good time to do it. And so he, he literally uh, spread the ashes of his mother and of his first wife. Wow, and it was it was heartbreaking, man. It was. I mean, we were all crying. We was, you know, sure. my, and all my mom's siblings were there. It was like we all they all got their shit together, all packed their shit. They all came to us, and we just made it work. I mean, it was it was good. It was you know it was, it was sad, but yeah, those um, those events are weird in that they're definitely sad. So I'm not I'm not discrediting that in any way. But they're also really good because you tend to get together in ways that you don't unless an event like that happens. Do you know what I mean? And it allows yeah, you to, it's it's melancholy, right? And it allows you to, but no, but it allows you to reconnect with people sometimes that you yeah. lose touch with, and and sometimes reform bonds and whatever. So it's it it it's always a weird. It's good. Thing. Yeah, you're right. It's because I hadn't seen. I mean, not that way. I have anything against my cousins. It's just. Sure. We, We'll write right. to each other. They all live far away. And then even I have a cousin who lives super close by to me per, right now. But like, we just never exchange numbers. He's not really be on Facebook, but we were staying next to each other. We we're bullshitting. And like, just, I mean, we were very close. When we were children. 
that's the other thing, guys, is I am battling the tail end of a fucking cold. So if you hear me cough, I apologize. I mean, if I sound kind of sick, if I sound kind of stuffed up, it, this this month sucks, dude. Yeah. Like, maybe can kiss my dick. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, but that that being said, despite me having like a flu last week, and unfortunately, Steph is doesn't have the flu, but she has a cold. Um, we binged watched so much shit. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, we binged the fucking. We haven't finished it, but we binged most of the X Men movies. Okay. And then we binged the uh, the first two John Wicks because we're gonna see the third one in a couple days probably. Um, I thought you told me you were you, going sooner than that. Well, we was gonna be tonight. And. And if we did that, it, we, we would see John Wick three with Michael after he got off work at like ten o'clock or ten thirty at night, right? Or eleven. And then we'd have to watch the fucking series finale of Game of Thrones right after that. I mean, it's not like you have work tomorrow. Right. But Steph is like not it no, would not be able to do I that. I thought shit. you were doing it by yourself, honestly. With all respect to Steph, I thought you were doing it just you and Michael. But um, I think she'd be pretty pumped to see John Wick three. That's why we And <clears> I, <throat> we don't need to get into a, a whole thing, but I I I was talking to Dev about this yesterday or the day before. I'm just not into these John Wick movies like that. I'm not saying I don't like them and that I don't watch them and that I don't enjoy them, but, like, I'm not... Like, people are, like, losing their minds over these movies, and I'm like, eh, they're good, but, I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're bad because they're not. I do enjoy them, but I'm not, like, losing my mind over these movies. Let me let me put it this way. You don't watch John Wick for Keanu's acting. Well, of course not. You watch it for the action sequences. You watch it for the action, but also it's this weird new type of mythology without being mythical. It's yeah, that's true. it's it's expanding on a universe where it's fucking everyone who's a hitman or in the underworld has this protocol and they have these rules and it's kind of intriguing. It's yeah, but I've, I, mean, I feel uh, like I've seen similar movies and that's not to dis to downplay the John Wick movies. But I mean, I feel like I've seen similar style movies. So like, I don't feel like, again, they're just not, maybe it's just me, but I mean, they're not, it, it, it is just you, I guess. So, but I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I think they're terrible or I don't like them or anything like that. Cause that's, that would be untrue. I'm just not well, I, like super, you know, pumped to, to me, to me, it's, it's like, it's like the American, less flashy form of the Kingsman movies. You know, like uh, the Kingsmen are like British spies, but they're yeah, not James yeah. Bond, but they have their own like codes and conduct. Right, right. right. This um, is like the same thing, but like the seedier version of it. I can see that. Um, Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Look, again, I, I like them, and there's a bunch of tie-ins to the series we're going to talk about tonight when we get there, because there's a couple right. of things I want to go over before we could do that. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, moving on to some happier things. I mean, it's good that you talk about it. I'm glad you brought it up in terms of your stuff, your gra- grandmom and whatnot. And I'm sorry you went through it, buddy. I wish I could have been there for you, because that's just what friends do. But I I was there yeah. with you in spirit. So, um, I um, was talking to Chris from Faces uh-huh. and Aces and the Dave podcast, and he uh-huh. was, he's, they're getting ready to, to get Dave going again, and he was listening to old episodes, and uh-huh. he sent me a clip from the show, it's about two minutes long, that he said we would love, and I listened to it last night, and he's right, and so I'm going to play it for you. And then we'll talk about it, but it's it's pretty fucking funny. All right. So it's gonna be about two minutes of just me, um, or of just sound, so you won't hear anything. Hold on, I feel like I need to set this up a little better. So this is Dave and or it's the Dave podcast. It's an older episode, and it's Chris and OC talking to their friend Slimer. I don't know why he's called okay. Slimer. We don't get that in the clip, but yeah. <coughs> But you know who I think he sounds like? Slimer. I, I feel like you sound like Randall from Clerks. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It, it, uh, I, I want to hear all the porn titles. <laughs> yeah, let's pull that up. Read all those right, off. Yeah, yeah, we'll get the script. All right, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I'm telling you, dude, he, you are his voice doppelganger. Like, if ever there needs to be any ADR done for the next Kevin Smith movie, <laughs> seriously, you could do Jeff Anderson. Well, dude, it's funny because some of my coworkers have like said like your work habits are similar to Randall's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found it. Okay, cool. Starting at the top. All right. Yes, hello. This is RST Video Calling. Customer number 435029. I like to place an order. I need one of each of the following tapes. Whisper in the wind, to each his own, put it where it doesn't belong, my pipes need cleaning, all tit fucking volume 8, I need your cock, ass worshipping rim jobbers, my cunt and eight shafts, come clean, come gargling naked sluts, come buns three, coming in a sock, come on Eileen, huge black cocks with pearly white cum, Slam it up my too loose ass. <laughs> I put it together for the whole thing. It's pretty fucking spot on, man. <laughs> ass blasters in outer space. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Pink pussy lips. And all holes filled with hard cock. Oh, and what was the name of that movie? Happy yeah. Scrappy Hero Pup. <laughs> and a copy of Happy Scrappy the Hero Pup. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, that's spot on. <laughs> Some of them were pretty funny. 
All right, we're building your dating profile. So, <laughs> a voice like Randall and a face like Hardwick. <laughs> Come on, bitches, and suck on this hard dick. <laughs> so that's that's Chris and OC's friend Slimer, dude. It's I mean, it's not perfect, but it's pretty fucking close. That's pretty, dude. That's so funny because remember. Uh, Chris was talking about like, oh, well, we should do another fucking movie, and if they do an animated film, he's like, you know, it's like, oh, but we're, and you and I are both like, oh no, Jeff Anderson will come back, he won't do it. Yeah. And then he literally said, I know a guy, I know a guy. That's the fucking guy. I, did he say that? I don't remember. I trust yeah, you, but he I said, don't dude, that. I know a guy. I know a guy. Well, Chris, if you're listening, then you called us like a month ago or whatever it was that we talked oh, about. Oh my. God, that's pretty spot on, dude. It's close. Like, There's there. I the first time I listened to it was on this speaker on my phone, and on my phone phone speaker it sounded perfect. Now on my studio grade headphones that I'm listening to, a little off, but just the slightest. Like it's not. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. He did a perfect impression of Randall without having to do an impression. Right. That's yeah. That's she the impressive just, part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like someone who just naturally sounds like, like someone. Randall. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. So I knew I knew that would make you laugh, um, and I know you need that. So that was that was funny, man. That that hurt because I was really trying hard not to laugh. Yeah. Through the recording, and which just made me cough my fucking lungs out even more. That's but, why you uh, have a mute button on your mic. But I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> I will not fucking stooped to that level being muted. Thank you very much. I wasn't going to mute you. I told you you should mute it. I turned mine I'm down. Be, I'm not going to mute myself. All right, well, fine. I turned mine off. Anyway. <laughs> so, that being said, so, based on your original introduction, <laughs> your fucking Army Hardy's fucking thing that you yeah. did. Yeah. Um, and you know what? No one really requests any of our topics. Not really. Never. No. Well, but we've like, had one it, or two. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. yeah. Sometimes, uh, like, if we do a commentary. Yeah. But this particular one, it was just like us kind of, because we have other ideas that we want to talk about, but it requires other people to talk about them. Some of so, them, yeah. To, yeah, some of them. But to for our listeners, we're, a lot of our, of what CJ and I do is, what, what, what haven't we talked about? Well, we've talked about Star Wars a fuck ton, and we will continue to talk about Star Wars a fuck ton more. Rise well, let's of not Skywalker. do Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Um, okay, let's talk. We can talk about Marvel again. Fuck that. Let's fucking take a break. Let's- we we do need to do that Spider-Man trailer and the um, theories the, and shit. Well, we also said we were gonna. We said on the Endgame episode we would rank the twenty-two Marvel movies up to Endgame. We- we so. will. We don't have to jam everything in, in, no. in, in every fucking episode. Can Plus, we have, we have fucking Batman news that we haven't even talked about. Oh, well, yeah. Um, real quick, though. Did I tell you my theory about Tony and Spider-Man? Uh, no. Okay. It's not my theory. I heard it, but I'm regurgitating it because I like it. So, you saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. We'll deep dive that another day. But there's one point where he puts on a pair of glasses, and yeah. it looks like Tony's glasses from everyone I've heard say Civil War, but I think it's Civil War and Endgame. I think they're the same pair of sunglasses. It's, it's the same. It's the glasses in Infinity War. 
And also Civil War. He puts on the same pair in Civil War, I think. I really do. He, I think it's both. He, those those very Tony Starkish fucking Ray Ban kind of glasses. But they also glasses. but they also let him interact with Friday. Which, which is, is what I think he did in Infinity War. Right. And he also did in in, in uh, not Endgame, but in Civil War. He does so, it in both. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Um The theory I heard was that because the trailer, as you know, shows Peter being pretty upset about Tony. and As we all are. As we all are. And he uh, he's put on the glasses. And the theory is, what if Tony left the glasses to Peter? But before that, knowing what was going to happen, reprogrammed them. And they actually are Tony talking to him instead of Friday. I Oh, as, as an AI? Yes. As Jar- like a Jarvis. See, Michael had when he saw the trailer, he sent me uh, a photo of what we're talking about, and he said, "Dude, what if he gives? What if he wills him like some awesome Stark tech? What if he leaves him a little message saying, uh, hey, I have uh, I can't do a fucking RDJ right now.' Yeah, don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. <clears throat> I love you three thousand. Um, I was like, I I left you some an extra suit or something again." I think it's both. I it very well could be that that is how we get RDJ back without having Iron Man. We right. have him be the, although if I'm being honest, I do love the banter between him and Karen. No, I I do too, and I don't know if she's going to make an appearance because he seems to be wearing the Iron Spider suit for for part of it. So I don't I don't know if she's going to be in that. But anyway, even if it's not, but how it's just a cool theory to think about. What if what if that's Tony, like you said, it's our way of getting Tony without them having to pay RDJ like a ridiculous amount of money because to go in and do a little bit of ADR is not yeah, he going just, to... He just calls it in. He just says, oh, okay, Kevin, here you go. Well, yeah, I think he'll do a little more than that, but I get the point you're making. Like, he's not going to have to put in the kind of time he's had to put in to play Tony. So, Well, before we branch out to our topic, I do have yes. one other theory that I fucking read about sure. that actually... I want to lean towards. Now, again, spoilers for fucking Endgame. You know, fuck you guys. It's been out, okay? Everyone's well, fucking I, seen it, or you fucking have you, seen it. Have you noticed the commercials real quick? For which? So, like, there have been commercials for the movie since the week it came out, right? But they're very different yeah. now than they were. Like, Yeah, it's showing this, Fat Thor. It's not just that, but it's showing the portals. It's showing some major plot points at this point. Yeah. So at this point, fuck you guys. You had a chance. Yeah, kind so, of. So um, that that being said, Black Widow fucking dies in Endgame. Right. But she's she's supposed to get her own separate movie now, her yeah. own whatever. Black Widow movie. Black Widow movie. And here's a theory that I heard. What if Captain America? When he goes back and puts all the stones back, which he has to, manages to figure out how to get Black Widow back from the Soul Realm. Bear with me. First off, no, I'm with you. That I mean, follow. That mean, that means Captain America sees Red Skull again. Yeah, that's the thing that I know a lot of people online have been mad about that we didn't get to see that like interaction between him and Red Skull again. Where he's uh, he's like he's like uh, son of son of a bitch. Steve, you're still what? alive, motherfucker. Um, no, he's always like, you know, uh, son of son of son of. It's like, right, it's right, like right. Steve Rogers, son of a 
bitch, bitch you're still yeah. alive yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so here's the theory what if he gets he's able to bring black widow back and it instead of marrying peggy he marries black widow but he's mm-hmm. still you know peg hold on peggy is still his first love and so we saw him have that final dance i was gonna say but that she's yeah she's married to another dude she like marries someone else we don't know what year he went back to though we talked about that on endgame so here's the theory is he knows because if the implication is that he eventually kisses his own niece, Sharon Carter, then, right? In theory. So if Sharon Carter is the niece from the original dude that she marries, that's not Steve Rogers, he was he could either unmake Sharon Carter or he can um well. Well, no, it's her, it's, it's, it's Peggy's niece. I don't, you know, because everything's time travel, him affecting her relationship could affect her life. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that's all far-fetched, but, but there, but look, so he just fucking makes out and dances with Peggy and then he finds fucking, uh, Natasha, Black Widow, Natasha, who, and they, there are some rumors of they might fucking have a relationship. No, I always felt like she was more for, banner so they, they kind of well they're that banner for sure but and then what if the uh because he's a falcon sees old ass cap and he says you're gonna tell me about her he's like no i don't think i will meaning he's like maybe he doesn't want to tell he's like you just i want to live my life with hot ass scarlett johansson i guess um well because that would that that could be a reveal of how they bring back black widow unless they're just doing a straightforward prequel which it could be we don't know which it could we? Um, you know it has some awful fucking prequel scenes. Pirates of the Caribbean. I, yeah, okay. So All let's right, get we're, let's we're get started. started. Yeah, <laughs> Jinx. Um, let's. I. I. Do you, do you even know how to start? Like you're you're struggling no, before we no, fucking because, start. Yeah, well, because so you and I kind of discussed this. One of the things we did with this is something we don't normally do, and we discussed this pretty in-depthly before we got started. And I don't mean today. I mean over the last, like, 10 days or so. We've had yeah. a couple different com- conversations about them. And I know where you stand on yep. these, and you kind of know where I stand because we had a brief back and forth on it. But yeah. um, I have to say, having gone back now and watched – all but one of the five that I don't agree with you at all. Okay. Well, for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Well, you gotta, you gotta tease, man. You gotta set it up. Yeah. Lube it up. Play with the nipples a little bit before you dive (laughs) in. Um, Okay. So for for me personally, I was very reluctant. I was never a big giant up fan when he became Johnny fucking Depp. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, when when the first parts came out, I was 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were 20. 23. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Because it came, yeah. the first one came out, first one came out in uh, 2001. Okay, the first time I saw it then, I was... No, because we you got it first. Theaters? No. No, first time I okay. saw it was... First time I saw it was when I was working at Sam Goody... And we okay. had a store copy that we run on the monitors while I was working. Okay. So was it a VHS uh, or was it a DVD? DVD. 
I actually have that DVD. When we closed really? that particular location, we got to take stuff, and one of the things that I got was that copy of Pirates. So I actually have my copy of Pirates, The Curse of the Black Pearl specifically, is the one from the Sam Goody store. And look, we are in agreement that the first Pirates is the best one, right? Um, Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. I I, I just had to think about it for a minute, but yeah. Um, Which, by the way, speaking of special edition DVDs, you should give Chris some love real quick. Well, I haven't got it yet. It's He's going to do it. Don't be. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, specifically, thank you. Um, you you reached out and, and you because of my morning period. And I it was just a surprise. You're like, hey, do you have Dogma special edition DVD? I said, I'm pretty sure I do. He's like, all right, do you, do you have Clerk's X? And I said, no, I don't. He said, all right, give me your address. So. Thank you for for I, I'm considering it a birthday gift because it's my birthday in a month, so yeah. you know. But overall, I appreciate just you being nice. I was right. Curse of the Black Pearl was 2003. It was. Booyah. Yep. I thought it was 2001. Okay, nope. fine. All right. Look, July 9th. You're right about shit. I can't fuck you. July 9th, 2003. Okay, so, so I, all right. Well, all right. I was 12 then. I was still 23. As I okay, said. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you, 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 damn, I don't like this. Um, what, you being wrong for once? Yeah, yes. I'm, that's not good. <laughs> I'm fucking up my record here, man. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, okay, but we are, whatever the fucking year came out, we're still in agreement that it's fucking good. It's the best. I would, I would even argue... The, uh, there's the original trilogy, and then there's the other two, right? Um, because yes. two and three are more direct sequels to each other. I I would almost say two and three is like Infinity War and Endgame. It's really one big fucking movie. It really is. I, I think I would actually I would agree with that. I would really agree with that. Um, real quick, completely off topic. Just remind me before when we're done pirates, because I don't want to break that up right now. There is something else I want to talk about very quickly, but don't let sure. me forget to do it before we hang before we stop. Um, All right, well, watch. Maybe you should write it down just in case you do forget. No, I it, believe me, it's in my face. Um, is it a giant dick? No, it's not a giant dick. Um, okay. So, yeah, no, I would say two and three are kind of like one giant movie, and I'd have to research, and I don't know if I'll find it tonight, but I almost wonder if they shot it all at the same time. Like they did with. Yeah, okay. Because that was a trend. They released them pretty close together. No, no, no. They released them kind of spread out. I want to say Pirates 3 was 2007. Uh, I'm looking at. I'm on IMDb right now, so give me one second. I think Pirates 2 might be 2004. Nope. And look, six and we, seven. We, what? Six and seven, respectively. Jesus, I'm striking out here. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Credit. Credit. Where's credits to? Sack of shit. Savvy. <laughs> Savvy. <laughs> um. But that being said, I I was kind of reluctant of watching the first one when it first came out because it was just nonstop hearing of Johnny Depp in Orlando Bloom. Like I didn't even know anything about it. the trailer looked interesting but i was like yeah fuck giant up and then i saw it and then i saw the giant up movies and i'm like holy shit like um, i be instantly became a fan um, so real quick my issue with them when they came out was not that it was johnny depp because that i could didn't really have a problem with 
My problem was they were making a movie based on a ride. That's what yeah. had me concerned. That was also it. I and to be fair, I didn't grow up with the interest of pirate movies because there weren't a lot of great pirate movies. Like the pirate genre was dead. Yeah. Like Gina Davis tried doing fucking one and that just killed like Cutthroat Island or whatever the fuck it was called. Speaking of pirate movies real quick, you talked about how you were sick. I, I was a little underweather too, not nearly to the level that you were. I was only down for like a day. You were down for yeah. a week. But yeah. while I was down, I watched a movie that we do need. I would love for us to talk about sometime. It's called Pirate Radio. I've never seen it. It's, it's a fun movie and it's one that if you wanted, I think we could do a if you wanted to watch it together, I could arrange it so we could do that. But anyway. Great. Yeah, I love um, so I love Philip Seymour Hoffman, so it's, I'd like to watch it based on him. It's British humor movies. It's not as slapsticky as say like a a um Hitchhikers or a Monty Python, but it's got that dry you know. We'll put it this it's way. Dry. And I can tie this together. The guy that plays Norrington in the Pirates movies yep. is in that movie. And he plays a character named Twat. <laughs> um, yeah. T W A T. Is he, pre- is he pretentious? Yes, very. And that's the I, that's kind of the point, I think. He's a pretentious so, twat. Yes, um, and then Kenneth Branagh plays his boss. So just to tie it back to everything that we usually well, talk about. Well, it's funny you say that because oh, fuck, you have it in front of you. Uh, who's the guy who plays Dorrington? I'm blanking on um, his name. One second. Sorry, someone well, sent me a picture, and I thought they were listening to our podcast in their car, and it's not. But that's okay. Um, the guy who played Norrington was also in the movie The Talented Mr. Ripley. Which I have not seen. So, Which also has Phyllis more often, weirdly there, enough. There's our, what, ten de- what's that, six degrees of non-Kevin Bacon? Um, yes. Let's see. Norrington, Jack Davenport is yeah. his name. And I like him. He's, he's a, you know. Yeah. I think he did fine. He has, he has a real arc in in the three movies. Um, not as much in the. Th- well, you're right. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, he does. You're he right. he goes from, uh, Commodore Norrington in the first one. Yep. But I gotta say, it is creepy how he is like all over. Tr- yeah, like, all over Elizabeth, and he knew like, he's a grown ass man in that uh, early. Well- I did the math. I tried to do the math on it, right? Because I tried to think of. Because I was thinking about that too. So I, now I'm speculating because I don't think there's anything out there that proves this, right? Okay. But I'm guessing she was about 14 in that opening nope. scene. Nope. How do you know? Someone did the math already. They're like, she's like 11. Okay, but how or do like you know 10. that? Like, how is that proven? I don't know. Someone fucking because. Uh, Will is supposed to be 12. How do we know that? Does that get said? Someone establishing 12 years old in the opening part when they find him and like man overboard, that whole thing. Okay. Well, then let's say she's the same age. Just for, okay, fine. Okay, 12. So they're both 20 in, in the beginning of, the, of, they're both 20 throughout the first film. Wait, what? Do we know that? Because they don't yeah, say it's, it's eight, eight years. years. It's eight years later. Does it say that? Because I didn't he, see that. Someone's, if you do the math, if you're looking at it from Jack gets fucking uh, marooned on the island, he keeps saying 12 years previously. Two, two years previously, not 12, two years. 
Or no, no because ten. Ten years. Ten ten years. Yeah. But he got mur- he was only captain for two years of the Black Pearl. Right. Two years and then And then fucking maroon. Davy Jones gives him a whole thing saying for thirteen years you've been doing this. So it's it's we're doing the math incorrectly, but I'm guarantee that like it was eight years from the first opening shot to when Elizabeth wakes up and she's got the necklace on her neck. All right. Well, then that that gives you credence to your your 11, because I want to say she was about 18, 19 at, at the grown up stage. That's where I so think she, she was. She, she'd be 20. And I don't have a problem with her. No, with, I'm saying I, she was 18 at that grown up stage. So. Right. And Norrington is what an admiral or something in the in the no, oh, in that opening I, scene. He's lieutenant. I remember that. He's lieutenant. lieutenant. So, so he's, that's a step below captain, actually. So just to give you a right. Yeah. It goes. Um, it goes what? Uh, it goes lieutenant, sergeant, captain. Well, I don't know if they had sergeants in that navy, so I think it went right from lieutenant to captain. Actually, I do. I think it. I think it was out to that. Um, whatever, the, whatever the fuck he is, he is clearly he's at least eighteen in the opening shot of that. I could maybe argue sixteen, but yeah, that's the youngest he would be. He the youngest would be at the most is sixteen. He's kind of. I mean, I don't know, man. It's looking at a little time. girl also, and then being like, think about the time. Now we're looking at that through 2019 eyes. We're, this no, is 18... I looked at that at 2003 fucking eyes too. I was well, like, that's even weird. then, but we're talking, it's 1840 something, you know, or something early, around that early. It's 17 something. Is it that early? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. They don't, okay. 18, they would have had like more better. I mean, no, yeah, it's more it's, better. More. Yeah. More better. <laughs> More better everything. <laughs> a more um, perfect union. Um, uh, look, all, all like all creepiness aside, he he well, did no, have an bring, interesting arc. You bring up a a good point because I was thinking the same thing. Like that part's a little off putting. Like it's off putting, but you're right. But the time the timeline is probably, you know, women. Ironically enough. You know, who knew that women would have <coughs> the same amount of fucking rights in Pirates of the Caribbean as they did now in Alabama? Okay, so a little Not bit of information. Not trying to political, but like, you know. No, a little bit of information, though. Um, and this backs you up. It, it says early 1700s, but it does not narrow down a specific year. I think they ranged it like the the franchises like, over the course of like a thirty year thing. That in would the make 1700s. sense. Between yeah. if you're talking about all five of them, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, because I think they actually gave a year specifically for the fifth one. Like it's right. set in like 1755 or something or 85 and something. I five. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but look, we'll get to the fifth one when we get to the fucking fifth one, all right? Why? And I have an interesting theory that might change your perspective a little bit. Um, I got lot. it. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty stubborn about the fifth one, man. But I, I'll, 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 I'll listen to it. Yeah, I know you are. Um, sorry, I'm just going through the wiki here, trying to see if I can get some more details, but it's not saying. Well, while you're doing that, I'll. I gotta say, Jack Sparrow is probably one of the most original characters 
that came out of fucking nowhere that is actually like, oh, dude, that was like awesome. Like, we give a lot of praise for Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Yeah. But if you're kind of really, I mean, RDJ is a great actor, but it is kind of RDJ just playing RDJ. You know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's still very entertaining and it's still awesome cinema. But like, Johnny Depp made a character. Like, he originally in the script, he, when they, they were talking about like early development, they were going to make it a fucking directed DVD movie. They wanted like Christopher Walken as okay. Jack Sparrow. Well, that's not the, the he wasn't the first choice, but yes, I'm seeing no. that on here. So you you jumped in on something I was going to say. Um, we'll get back to that in just one second because I want to read this to you first. It was an interesting thing. Um, hold on, so apparently, so due to the box office failure of the Country Bears from 2002, Michael Eisner, who was the president of Disney at the time. Yeah. Attempted to shut down production of the movie, the original Curse of the Black Pearl. Right. However, Gore Vavinsky told his concept artist to keep working on the picture. And when Eisner came to visit the set, he was stunned with what was created and kept it greenlit. At the same time, he also was, he thought Johnny Depp was going to ruin the movie. Okay, because well, that's not in here, but I don't. I'm not arguing with that. It, it's it, it, he said he he didn't understand what Johnny was doing because, like, going with what I was saying is such a weird characterization. It's Keith Richards mixed with Pepe Le Pew. A little bit, yeah. I mean, and that's the that, thing I like about Johnny Depp in general. Let's let's take it to a broader scope for just a second. Yeah. Is like I can't think of many movies where I've seen Johnny Depp where he seems to be playing the same character he played in a previous movie, unless it's a continuation like Pirates right. of the Caribbean. Like, he's very good at being somebody different in all oh, the roles he, he plays. He's really good at that. He is pigeonholed for being that kooky actor. You know what I mean? Like, especially when the shit Tim Burton. Yeah. But he still does a different thing every single time, unless yeah. it's a sequel of something else. Right. I mean... You never saw Ed Wood? No, but I heard it's really good. I just never seen it. So Ed Wood was a real filmmaker? Right. I, I know that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm for our listeners. Oh, sure. And yeah. he did a lot of schlocky fucking real, like Z movie. Not B movie, like Z movie. Plan like, 9 from Outer Space, man. Plan 9 from Outer Space, like fucking string and like paper plates being silver to look like, you know, UFOs and shit. Awful filmmaker. I have no idea what the real fucking Edward Edward D. Wood Jr. sounded like, hmm. but Johnny Depp based like this weird portrayal of him as like the optimism of the Tin Man. Um, he added like a little bit of Reagan because he had like this big grin. He kind of shook his head a little bit, and the voice of Casey Kasem, like. He, he Johnny Depp takes all of these random, like Keith Richards, Pepe Pew, boom, awesome pirate, weird, drunk, possibly gay pirate. And that's what Eisner was worried about. He's like, what the fuck is Johnny doing? Is he drunk? Is he gay? Are you drunk? Are you gay? Like, those were the actual things that Eisner was like asking Johnny Depp. And Johnny said, listen, you can let me do, you can trust me, you know my body of work, or you could fire me. And they said, all right, fuck it. Let's let's see what happens. And literally, can you name a 
like there are a lot of amazing fucking entrances into film, but seeing Jack Sparrow on the top of that fucking mass sinking and, boat, and, and it's but like but we first think it's him on a ship, and yeah. then the camera pans back and it's him on a fucking dinghy, yeah, and it's sinking. Yeah, <clears throat> and then the fucking boat just perfectly gets up to the dock, and he puts out his foot and just like just takes one step. Never right the dock. Yeah, best entrance for that character ever. I, I agree. Now let's let's back up for a second because I want to read some of this to you because I think you'll find some of this interesting. And this is all on the the Curse of the Black Pearl um, mm-hmm. Wikipedia page. So anyone who wants to confirm this or see it themselves that's where you can see it well it is wikipedia um, let's fucking you know no that's true but i still want to give credit where i'm getting my information from um sure. so apparently disney was unsure whether to release the film in theaters or direct to video originally like i the said studio here's check this out the studio was originally interested in matthew mcconaughey as jack sparrow because of his resemblance to burt lancaster who Inspired the script's interpretation of the character. So the character on the st- on page was based after Burt Burt Lancaster. Right. If they had chose to go direct to video, Christopher Walken or Carrie Elways Elways is that how you say his name? I know. I, I think it. I think it's Elvez. But is it Elvez? Okay. Uh, yeah. The from uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, um, Princess Bride, Princess Bride, and, Bride. and yeah. several other movies. Uh, Hot Shots. Um, Saw. Oh, was he in sauce? Okay, I, I didn't know that. But oh, yeah. He's, in the, he first one. Been He's their... the guy who cuts his foot off. Fair enough. But he would have been their first choice right. if it had gone direct to video. When they decided to go to theater, Jim Carrey was considered for Sparrow. <sighs> which I think would have been, and I like Jim Carrey for the most part, but I think it would have been either too over the top or too serious because he doesn't have that real in, in the middle. He doesn't. He's either no. way over the top or he's way serious. Because if you see something like, was it Apartment 23 or Number 23? Number, number, number 23. And then also Eternal Sunshine. He can do the serious role. But Truman Show. And Truman Show, yeah. He can do the serious role, but it's it's a little too serious. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think, but, actually, I'll think about it. Truman Show is sort of the middle. Because he's dramatic, but he also has some funny Yeah, that's kind of like the crossover. But yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, the reason he didn't get the job is because it conflicted with his filming of Bruce Almighty. Ooh. That's the only reason why he didn't get the role. Yeah, I, honestly, though, I do not see... Because here's what I think it would have been, Mike. It would have been like him doing the Riddler. I think so. I agree. Um, but just real quick to follow up, it said, so others considered for the role before Depp was cast was Michael Keaton... And then, as you mentioned, Christopher Walken. Right. Michael, they would I, not, none of them would have done no. what Johnny did. No. Jack Sparrow needed to be a little what? off. And Keaton oh, yeah. can play a little off, but not the way that Sparrow needs to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Keaton could do, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. That's exactly what I was Carrey, thinking. Yeah. Jim Carrey could do outrageous fucking all over the place zany it'd be the same thing of like oh you know let's have robert williams do it well i think i think johnny depp is a good mixture of jim carrey and michael keaton i actually feel like that's what you get a you get a blend of those two with him in this the way he portrays this role anyway you know i could i could see that i mean 
his rationale of choosing Keith Richards as a fucking basis, as an inspiration. Do you know about that? No, I didn't, but it makes sense, especially because of what happens in the in the third one and part of the fourth one. Well, that I mean, that was who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming, captivating, a delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. This is planned after he of did course. it on. Right. No, but I it was, that. uh, yeah. <clears throat> his, his argument, I mean, he was already friends with Keith, Keith Richards. So he was obsessed with Keith Richards and looked at him as like a fucking God. Well, cause he's also which, plays music. Like Johnny Depp's in a band with, um, Joe Perry from Aerosmith and, um, Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Called, um, I forget what the band's called. I'd have to look it up, but anyway. Like the 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 last vampires or something like that. It's something, something like the that. vampires yeah. of Beverly Hills yeah. or some shit. Something like that. I mean, Johnny Depp has worked with he's played with Manson a couple times. Yeah, I mean, he's also, but he's also he's not a he's not above doing really crazy, silly things, which is what I do admire about him because, like, think about Guy Lapointe. I think that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. In, yeah. And. The gigantic penis-looking nose that he's wearing in yeah. those two movies, and uh, you probably know this, but for our listeners, that blue vein that runs down the nose yeah. was Johnny's idea. That wasn't oh, Kevin. Yeah. That was Johnny's idea. He's like, "Dude, we got to put a blue vein on this thing because it looks like a giant penis." Yeah, I mean, dude, his, the majority of Johnny's filmography is him taking risks and being weird. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, a la Mordecai, you know? Mordecai was awful, and it should have worked because it's giant up being goofy. It's got a good cast. The story wasn't great, but, like, in, and when he tries to do his serious movies recently, like, you would think a movie with him and Angelina Jolie, and it's like a mystery caper movie called The Tourist, that, in theory, should have worked, but, unfortunately, it was a it was not a great film. Steph is giving me some shit. She likes that movie. I don't know that movie. Actually, I'm not. You've even never seen the it. tourist. Uh, mm. It's if you, it, Steph loves it. I personally thought it was not great, but it's the best movie to w- look at. Beautiful scenes of Italy. Okay. But um, that, that's my. I mean, Johnny Depp was the actor's actor. In, in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, his fucking first movie was Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. And then he got the role on 21 Jump Street, the right? TV show. And then he did Platoon. Was he in Platoon? I didn't know that. He was in Platoon. He uh, he plays Gator. He is the guy who is the translator 
in Vietnam. Okay. So you see Johnny Depp speaking Vietnamese. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he made random fucking indie small fucking movies and Betty and June and, and whatnot. So he was always the, the weird guy. But his characterization for Jack Sparrow was Keith Richards and all the pirates back in the day were just the rock stars of their century. Sure. So that's his journalization. And, and he, a lot of what Keith does is Keith, as he would tour, would sew shit into his hair. Like he would get artifacts and like coins and jewelry and shit. He would like just stitch it into his hair. Right. That's why Jack Sparrow has all that shit, all the coins and the beads and the dreadlocks and shit. And, uh, the fucking eye mascara makeup shit. Yeah. Um, there's a great, there's a great, um, uh, scene for, or an episode from how I met your mother. Did you watch that show? Mm, I've seen some of, I've never got into it. I've tried. Oh, it's one of my favorite shows. I swear to God, like one character is based on me, but anyway, um, which one? Ted Mosby. Totally me. Who's the actor? Oh, um, Josh Radner. Oh, okay. so the one is not Jason Segel and the one is not fucking Barney. Duke Hazard. Yeah, do yeah, yeah. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, yeah. Well, so they do an episode where they did a Halloween episode, and Marshall, Jason Segel's character, and right. Lily, played by um, Allison Hannigan from the yeah. American Pie series. This one time, a bad camp. Yeah, they do costumes every year. They do like group costumes and they try to win this costume. The one they, the, the one they wear in the episode that airs, he dresses as a pirate, but it's fucking, it's, it's him. It's, um, it's, why am it's I, Jack Sparrow. It's Jack Sparrow. Thank you. God, my God. Captain, and she, excuse me, Captain, Captain Jack, Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. And then she dresses up like a pirate, <laughs> but they keep introducing him on the, like when they're doing the judging, they say, and they do win spoilers. They win the contest that year and uh-huh. they introduce him as Lily as a pirate, as a parrot and Marshall as a gay pirate because he's got the black eyeliner that uh, he essentially he's a butt pirate is he, really what they're no, fucking... no, no, no. They're not taking it that far. They, I, well, I don't feel like they took it that far. I think they were making okay. more of the, making fun of the fact more than making he's, wearing the fact he's wearing makeup. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, which it, it does. It was an interesting choice. Like the, of all the things that Johnny did with that role, that was an interesting choice. Out the eyeliner on. He, well, the eyeliner because I deep dove into this shit. Uh, he, it's it's a part of thing where they would. It's similar to how football uh, players football football players will do that shit. So it was just a glare reflection uh, okay. reflector. Okay, and when you're looking out over the ocean, that makes sense. Cause, and you were just right. out on the bay yesterday, right? It was the bay today. you were on? Today. Oh, today. I'm sorry, today. Yeah. And I don't know, did it, the weather clear up, I assume? The weather the cleared the fuck up. It okay. didn't rain the entire time, and I had to wear sunglasses. Right, because even when it's sunny out, if you're on water, the reflection of the sun off the water is tenfold compared to being on yeah. like, land. So. Yeah, I had to keep moving around. I, I was I was trying to talk to people, and I'm like, "Hey, can you get the fuck out of my way? The sun's in my eyes." Yeah, 
So I guess that makes sense, but it it didn't come across that way. It came across more like he was just wearing this weird eyeliner. You know what I mean? Like it. I got, I understood it. I got it. I thought I I got the impression. I, I originally I thought it was dirt. You know because the implication is he never fucking bathes. Basically, yeah. No I one does reading, really. I remember reading Gore Verbinski said that Jack Sparrow's breath is like the equivalent of a donkey's butthole. I believe it because like, there's a scene where he's talking to uh, Elizabeth's father, yeah, and he's like moving, trying to get away from him because he's, you know, he's like super close up on him. Well, there's a part in the third one where he just breathes in Will's face, and he like is so taken aback from the breath that he is knocked off the boat, hmm. or ship. Yeah, he just. I mean, that's the funny thing is Jack knows how filthy he is. I mean. There's a scar on his on his uh, neck. Yeah, like uh, that. This is all from like like people fucking asked like Johnny Depp and the writers and the director all about this. That scar that is like a scab that's not healing on his like underneath his cheek. That's apparently fucking syphilis. Okay. Because he's a pirate. Right, right, right. I get it. All um, they do is get diseases and die and pillage. I um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm paying attention to you, but I was looking. I'm on the wiki now. I'm on the wiki for not the Black Pearl, but the entire series, right? Because it's got its separate wiki. And there's a prequel short film that's on the box set of the first four. If you buy the U.S. one, or the first, or all five, if you buy the U.K. one. Which ironically, I was looking at buying yesterday, and it's only like twenty five dollars. So I'm actually thinking about doing it. On Blu-ray. It's called The Tales of the Code Wedlocked. And it's a prequel to The Black Pearl, basically. It's a short short film prequel to The Black Pearl. Okay. And so one of my favorite scenes from this series is when they get to to Tortuga the first time. And the one woman comes up and slaps him. And he's looking at... Is that just... Yeah, Giselle. And um, actually, I think I think Scarlet's Scarlet. the first one that hits him, and and he turns to to um, Will and says, Gibbs. "I don't." Oh, Will, no, he yeah. turns to Will and goes, "I don't think I deserve that," uh, or no, I'm not sure I deserve that. And then Giselle comes over and hits him and says, "Who's that?" And he goes, "Pretty sure I deserve that one," um, which oh, man, is one of my that. one of the few scenes in the movie in the series that I absolutely love. But apparently explains why that had happened. There's there's a backstory that's explained, and then it also apparently explains how Cotton lost his tongue. The really? guy that, the guy whose parrot does all the talking for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So apparently it explains how he loses his tongue too. So I feel like I need to. I need, I think I now, I need to see that too. Yeah. I, I almost need to buy that thing just to see. Well, I'll see. If I can find it online. Maybe we can take a pause and watch it because it's a short um, film. Um, you know who's also fucking in the first Pirates movie that like a, everyone there's a, forgets. There's a lot of famous people in this whole series. I think I know where you're going. Can I can I guess or do you want to say? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Zoe Saldana? Saldana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gamora fucking herself. Gamora. Yeah. What the fuck? And and I I know there was some like beef like. Like she was never called back, or they did not like her, or something, and they never want her to come back. But 
I guess Disney got over it because now she's Gamora, but then they killed her off and they run her back. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. who knows? So we found the uh, we found it online. Yeah, and we just watched short. it. Well, it I don't think it was meant. It said a short film. I don't know what constitutes it's a short film, but it was ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> three of which were credits. But um, <laughs> right. It was interesting. That was weird. I mean, you know, it didn't really reveal. I mean, okay, yeah, we found out how Cotton lost his tongue. Yeah, well, we it's, it's, it's implied. I don't. You don't actually see him lose his tongue, but well, it um, also explains why his dinghy is sinking. Yes, in the beginning and, of the film. Yep. Uh. And I really didn't need a whole explanation why Scarlet and Giselle smacked the fuck out of him, but it, it makes perfect sense that he promised to marry them both on, on the same day. And and then sold them apparently to an auctioneer. Oy. And I mean, it could be the 2019 goggles, but it's like, Jesus. Yeah, it was a little Just- creepy. I agree. It was, uh, but unfortunately, that look in retrospect, they kind of got off probably pretty light. But if you really break it down, they probably just became prostitutes because of that. Yeah, probably. If I you want to get like bas- basically, in a weird roundabout way, Captain Jack Sparrow is kind of a pimp. The only thing that doesn't that the only inconsistency that I see is the redhead slaps him first, right? Not in this short, but in the actual movie. She comes over and she right. slaps him first. Then the blonde comes over, which, by the way, they, she was grossly undervalued in that auction sequence we just watched, but that's beside the point. Agreed. Agreed. Because um, that's where my money would have gone. Anyway. Um, or your goats. Oh, my goats. Yeah, ultimately they're yeah. sold for goats. But um, <laughs> she slaps him and says, who's she? So either they're playing it off or... Is there any like consistency there? No, she wants she wants Jack to squirm. She's like, "Who's she? Let's see you fucking figure this out because I know all about it." Right. Whatever right. bullshit you're gonna try and lie about, I know you're lying. So, it, it, I, yeah, I mean, it was cute. Um, I mean, I'm still planning to buy that box set just because I want to get it on Blu-ray, so I'll still have it. But I would have liked to have seen. I mean, assumingly, this is they filmed that around the same time they did the first one. They did so, it in 2008, so right around the time they did World's End. Oh, well, then it would have been nice to see Keith Richards show up and be like, grab the book and be like, oh, I'm taking this back. Like, well, they the did. Fuck. Actually, according to this, it says 2011, but the copyright on the credits had eight, so I don't know. Um, so it was, a, it was a bonus feature to tie in with the fourth movie. I I get no because the fourth movie is 2011, so right. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, okay. So uh, here's what. Ah, you ready? I got it. You ready? They I'm filmed ready. it in eight. They filmed it in 2008, but didn't release it till they put out the four disc box set in 11 to coincide right. with the 11 movie. So there you go. There's your. But Keith Richards was in the third one in 2007. So I'm saying, Correct. and he and he was also in the fourth one. So they he do, was on set. They do reference him. Yeah, they say Captain Teague. Which right, does which, that mean yeah. that means Jack Sparrow is his name is 
Jack Teague. Probably, yeah. And Sparrows is the name he took on for himself. Which, okay. I mean, it's okay. I don't mind the fact that, like, if we're diving, are we di- are we talking about the fifth one now? Are we, we is can, that what we're doing? We can go all over the place. I have I have an interesting theory for the fifth one that I'm curious to get your thoughts on. But say what you want to say first, because well, I know I, you don't like I'll, it. I'll I'll say all the negative shit after you tell me your theory first. Well, before I get into my Jack- theory, who's the other famous musician in the fifth one? Paul McCartney, and okay. that was not really good. I Paul McCartney does not. If you're going by the whole generalization, Keith Richards would be a pirate because pirates were rock stars by Johnny's assessment. Sure. Paul, Paul is too nice to be a oh, pirate. Yeah. He, if, if, if Ringo Starr, I'm sorry, no, if George Harrison or John Lennon were alive, they would be the obvious choices. Well, yeah. And Harrison was uh, my I, favorite Beatle, by the way. Um, but I, but I would have preferred Mick Jagger over anybody. Well, yeah. The reason Paul McCartney's in that movie is because Paul McCartney went to the filmmakers and asked to be in that movie. I know that for a fact. He wanted to be in the movie. So Yeah, he wants to show off to his grandchildren or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Okay. Hey, look, I'm I'm in Pirates too. Like So as I'm watching the fifth one, which yep. I did over two days, and I only say that because I watched it once when I was sick the day I stayed home. Sick. Right. And I <laughs> Of course, I fell asleep during the crucial part of the climax of the story. And not because it was bad. I was just really feeling that crappy and just you were, fell asleep. Yeah, you were dead to the world. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, so I went back and watched just the last, like, 40, 45 minutes of the movie yesterday because that's about where I fell off. Um, right. And this is the thought I have. This movie, the fifth one, um, uh, Stranger Stranger. Tides? Hold on, I'm get the right. No, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yep, thank you. Um, I'm going to reach, but go with me here, right? It I'm feels trying. It feels very much like Black Pearl to me. It has a similar path in terms of girl, guy, guy meets girl, and then they tie it back with the older characters, but I'm talking about Henry and Karina, I think her name was. Yeah, Karina, I almost said it was her. Yeah. So that whole part is very much Elizabeth and Will in a way, right? Yeah. yeah. Jack being the 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 tie that the brings j- it all together, you know. Yeah. Jack's um, Jack. Jack's Jack. Um, this is my equation. As much as The Force Awakens is a kind of redo of a, of a last hope, I feel like this is a redo. A new of hope. The, a new hope. I'm sorry. Um, a redo of the Black Pearl. I feel like it's it's at. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. (sighs) The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle... Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. 
Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Same kind of equation of, of Force Awakens to New Hope as this to Black Pearl. I see what you're saying. And, and the filmmakers actually intended that. They tried okay. to, they, they said, we want to make it as close as the first film as possible. With its own now, things. Like it has its own I, things, but it's, yeah. But I, and I don't have a problem with that. It makes sense that one of the main protagonists would be a Turner. He'd be Henry Turner. I, I'm fine with that. I am fine with Karina. I actually dug her character more than Elizabeth Swan in the first film. Elizabeth Swan grew as a character, became fucking pirate yeah. lord. Right. You know, she, ironically enough, she became the pirate king or yeah. queen. I, well, yeah. Um, who goes Which, from, you know, sheltered fucking. We have to talk about that brethren court at some point. Not well, right we, this we, second. We will. We okay. will. Cause I, but I want to, I want to get this fucking nightmare out of the fucking way. So I don't have a problem with the overall story. I have a problem with the filmmakers and the writers not rewatching the fucking movies and being and understanding the established mythology that they've already set in stone. Okay. So you had mentioned that to me off air like right. a week ago or something like that. And right. so when I was watching these movies, I had that thought in the back of my mind as I watched right. them. And I don't see the inconsistency that you do. I see okay. a slight change, but enough that it still makes sense to me. Can I, do you want me to explain my problem is? No, no, I do, but I just wanted to kind of lay that out I, there. because I, yeah, yeah. I, So, the compass. The compass has, has never been so integral to the world of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's integral for Jack Sparrow. Right, and it's good. And it's its only main function is it doesn't point north; it points to what your heart desires most. Right, right. right. The the fucking um, compass is given to him by Tia Dalma, Calypso. Also, Calypso, right? But in Pirates Five, fucking Last Jedi, fucking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Force Awakens, it, not Last Jedi. No, it's la it is the last Jedi, my friend. <laughs> it is the last pirate. It anyway. Probably it's gonna probably be the last pirate, if we're being honest. Well, according um, to this, six is still in pro in pre production. So Yeah, and allegedly they're gonna reboot the whole fucking thing again. They're not gonna have Johnny Depp. It's I gonna know. be a anyway. female pirate and blah blah fucking blah. So in the flashback where it shows young fucking Jack Sparrow, I'm just going to call him Jim, uh, I'm just going to call him Jake Sparrow at that point. Um, he does this whole fucking thing where he sends uh, Salazar, played by Javier Bardem, into right. the devil's fucking triangle or the, the whatever the fuck. Yeah. And that is his captain dies tells him that this, this ship is now yours, you're now captain, because I guess he was first mate. And he 
crashes fucking Salazar into this fucking thing. They die in a fucking ghostly way. Somehow that's connected to the, uh, the, what am I trying to fucking say? The, the fucking thing I was just talking about. The compass? Compass. The compass, yeah. See, the I didn't get that is, from that. Yeah. They do this whole thing that if he gives the compass away, that will free Salazar. When he has given that little fucker away so many times in the movies. He gives it to Will. He gives it to Elizabeth. Right, but here's the difference. I see what you're saying, and you mentioned that to me when we were talking, too, the other last <coughs> week. Here's the difference, right? In that movie, he actually trades it for something else. That's the difference. When he gives it to Will, or he gives it to um, he gives it to Gibbs at one point, I think he gives it somewhere else. Yeah, those are, here, hold this. But he's not giving it away like he does in this. He trades it for, I think, rum, if I remember correctly. Yeah, a um, bottle of rum. A bottle of rum. That's different. He's using it as currency at that point. And that's, at least to me, that's how you can explain the difference. Because I get the point you're making. Like, I'm not shitting on your point. I'm just trying to help maybe you get a look at it from another perspective. Okay. And I see your perspective. But also the implication is that if he, quote unquote, lends it to Will or lends it to Elizabeth. Right. If he dies, then it's still given to them. So he doesn't know that he's lending it away. Well, to, in, in, in his own thing, he's still giving it away. Right. But it's here. here's the thing. It, no, because when he trades it for the bottle of rum... He's actively using it as currency, like I said. When he's right, giving it to right. them, if he dies, you're right, then it's theirs because he's dead. But he's not saying this is now yours. He's saying use this. It's mine. You use it because you need it to get – we need your your whatever your heart desires to get where we're trying to go. So you use oh. it. But when he's trading for the rum, he's like, okay, this is no longer mine. Okay, but my question is why is that a thing? What is the significance of this compass that has to do with specifically Salazar being trapped in the devil's butthole? That, Nothing. Yeah, I mean, that I can't. That I can't. It is a big stretch. Why is this object that if they're retconning saying, oh, Tia Dalma didn't give it to him, Jack, uh, Jack Sparrow's original captain gave it to him, well, then so fucking what? What's that got to do with this right. fucking mystical place? But, I also have a big problem with how everything Jack Sparrow gets, his sword, his hat, his fucking scarves, his his compass, the including thing in his the hair. ship, the thing, the medallion thing, his, his uh, pieces of eight, his, and the ship, the ship that they're on, that's the Black Pearl before it's the Black Pearl. Right. That is... Whatever the fuck it was, the sea wench or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't like the fact that Jack Sparrow, at the age of sixteen, is no, getting I, everything or whatever the fuck he is. He's a boy. He's a boy. I would have put him in like twenty twenty one, but that's me. Anyway, go ahead. Whatever, whatever he is, he is getting everything that defines the character. That in our own mind, watching the first five films leading up to this flashback. We had the implication that he had gone on all these fucking crazy adventures over the course of 
15, 20 years. And little by little would put things, oh, I like the sword. It's now my sword. Oh, this hat. I stole this from a fucking person I killed and I raped his fucking ex-wife or some shit. <laughs> Crazy fucking stories right. that now define a character. Not one thing that happened when he was 20 years old that he got every single thing that defined the character. Like, all that was missing was someone saying, oh, you don't have any gold teeth. Pulling out their gold teeth and being like, here you go. Like, that was the one thing that was fucking missing. Well, that and a pistol, which he gets when they maroon him which, on the island. Okay, so that's my point. That's that's really my point. Is you, they took a they took a character that was well established that added an air of mystery and then just watered him down and said, "Oh, everything you like about the appearance of this character, he got it all one in one in a ten minute sequence." See, I I don't have as I, that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you, but. Okay, I, just, I mean, I just it, but no matter how you break it down, it retcons its own thing. Tia well, Dalma gave him the fucking compass, and then no, this other guy gave it to him. So, by the way, you mentioned that Javier Bardem plays Salazar in that movie, or as he pronounces it in proper Spanish, Salazar. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get yeah. We're in America, Jack. No, anyway, I'm kidding. Um, but he 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 plays that character. He also plays the main bad guy in Skyfall. Yes. Who and Tia Dal the woman who plays Tia Dalma is Money Penny. Oh yeah, that's right, Naomi Harris, right? Uh, let me get her name because I scroll. I, th I think it's yes, Naomi, Naomi Harris. Ha yes, you're correct. I'll so. even give you one better. And she's in Kingsman, by the way. Uh, really? I think so. If I read that right, hold on. Let me look. I, yeah, no, maybe they're I making another Kingsman. I don't remember her in Kingsman. Oh no, I'm sorry. Our kind of traitor, but it's a lot of the same people from. So it looked like it. Um, sorry. Steph's uh, telling me about another fucking plot hole that I completely blanked about. Of course, Steph finds a plot hole. Yeah, um, she. She. Well, no, I. I was with her on this plot hole from when I even saw it years ago. Um, dude, when I saw the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean, Michael and I walked out there and we're like, well, this was god awful. This was See, so I, bad. I didn't get that from it when I watched it. I really didn't. I, it felt, look, I had problems with the fucking sequence of them robbing a bank. It just became Fast and the Furious, but on horseback. Yeah, I I have to give you that. Um, I mean, I can come up with some explanations for it, but it's not great. Um, I'll give you that. You have to like part of the charm of the Pirates movies is them in a cylinder cage of bones that they're rolling and and or them on a fucking giant wheel and sword fighting. Like it is crazy stunts and Jack Sparrow fucking always like. You know, spinning, magically surviving stunts that no one should ever fucking survive. Right, right. Running across the thing when he's touched, he's attached to the pole, then fucking doing a front flip off the thing. And like, yeah, I accept all that shit. I do not accept that four fucking pirates on horses managed to move a, a fucking building. I think it was six, but yeah. Here, Whatever. Here, here, 
Here's at least the explanation I can give you for it. I don't think it's great, but here's at least in that time period they wouldn't have built they wouldn't have attached the buildings to the foundation. So they didn't really have to rip it off the foundation. It was literally just some wall sitting on on the ground. You know what I mean? Even if there's concrete, it's not attached. It's literally just sitting there. So Right. Okay. And, and then fine. The, the, this vault the same way. The vaults now are like built into walls. The vault being just this steel box in the middle of the uh, bank just sitting there is conceivable. And look, I, I'm with you. It's far-fetched, but at least it's conceivable. I, But, dude, I just had a problem with Johnny Depp in this movie. Like, I, I'm giving the guy credit because I know he was going through a ton of awful bullshit filming yeah. this movie. Yeah. With his ex-wife. He was reportedly late a set all the time he had fucked up his hand you know he was going through a lot of demons but unfortunately it shows in his performance he his he didn't even get his voice right this is not the same jack sparrow voice as in the first four films it's not completely he, off it's not completely off but it, it sounds closer to him doing uh the mad hatter in alice in wonderland than I've it does in Jack Sparrow. I've only seen that once, so I'd have to see it again. To... It, it's so off, man. If you watch the first one, or you, look, even if you watch the fourth one, which you didn't, compared to the fifth one. Well, no, I did. You said you didn't watch the fourth one. Yes, I did. I said you I said did. You all watched but, them all. All but one. Oh. I didn't say which one. Oh, okay. Which one did you not watch? The third one, because I feel like I know it well enough that I didn't <coughs> need to, and I just ran out of okay. time. I had I had to cut one of them to be able to watch them all in time so and you still think the fifth one's better than the fourth one i actually the fourth one seems more i mean yeah it's 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 a jack sparrow movie the it's fourth not one, as... the fourth one the problem with the fourth one to me okay. right was not any of the performances or inconsistency stuff that like you're talking about with the fifth one the fourth, right. the problem for the fourth one for me is it was really kind of slow in the middle. Like it didn't, like especially the first three have a high pace feel about them from start to finish. And maybe there's a little bit of a lull, but for the most part, sure. it's pretty kinetic from beginning to end. And uh -huh. the fourth one, there's a kind of be, between the time that. I would say they they get to the the island where the chalices are, right? And the time they get the mermaid, which there's a pretty big gap between those two moments. True, is just uh, like there's not a lot going on. I'm with you, but, but I thought it was more. Uh, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, what are you gonna say though? You were gonna say something else. I'm I'm with you that it definitely dips a little bit, and I will say this: if you didn't have Ian McShane as Blackbeard, the movie would have been far less entertaining. Ian McShane is that type of actor where I could listen to him and watch him, yeah, read the phone yeah. book. I mean, he is he commands a presence. I who who could you see play Blackbeard? You know, it's it's a it's a meaty role, and I you know. I would want somebody bigger in size and stature and volume. 
Not that he's not a good actor, the guy who played him. I I, I, you, I agree with you, you mean, in his You mean talk. physically? Yeah, I would like a, like, a, like a John Goodman when he was still kind of a bigger guy, you know, before he lost all his weight or or someone like that. I, I don't know if Goodman would have been the right role, right person, but like that kind of, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I see what you're saying, but I think the implication is the fact that even though he's of average height, he is terrifying. Like he's got this whole weight of, oh my God, that's okay. Blackbeard. Right. So I need to back up for a second because you'll understand why I made my choice. And I'm not criticizing your comment as much as explaining kind of why my mentality is there. Uh-huh. So my first exposure to Blackbeard as a character is not Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. And in yeah. that game, he's a big, overbearing kind of character. But he also uses shit. And I will, you got to give uh, the filmmakers for Blackbeard credit for this. They had the same thing where he had like yes, the beard, smoke in yeah. his beard. And they were, and it twisted like the, the individual braids, but like five across or whatever it was. And he would have them like incense burning in his beard to yeah. give off the impression that he was smoldering like he was the devil. Yeah, no, they, they they definitely did the character right. So my issue is not with the character at all. But if if I was to, if I was to cast it, I would have gone with somebody different, someone with more more, of a, more physically imposing. I, I, and, and I'm with, with a, you. I mean, and with a bigger personality, like John Goodman, when he turns it on, is a is a really like terrifying, not absolutely only terri- terrifying. Not only oh. terrifying, but like just loud you know you know who modern day could play it if they were to, if they were gonna redo this movie which i know you would never want because you don't like it but if they were to redo it you know who could play that role right right off the top of my head momoa jason momoa. family it looks a little different for everyone for some it's mom and dad for others roommates who feel like family And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, uh, as Blackbeard would be perfect. Now, it would be a little off because of Aquaman, but let's just assume that didn't happen. <laughs> no, because it would it would look weird. But do you know what I'm saying? Like if I think I think it would look a little off because he the implication is Blackbeard is older. Well, Momoa this, looks thirty. In this story, 35. yes, I I have to agree with you. But I'm saying like if, okay, let me say it again. If they were to make another one with a younger Blackbeard, like a prequel to this movie. Jason Momoa should play the role. I would see if Momoa can pull off a British accent, I'd be into it. Right, he'd have to have a bit of that that British twinge. I agree. I I would be totally into it. I I think that'd be a great idea. Um, Um, But I will say this: Ian McShane helps the dip. 
because Ian McShane is not raving like a lunatic. He's not no. physically and screaming imposing. He's not intense. He's reserved because he has enough power where he can fucking like he doesn't bark at people to get out of his way. He walks up to them and they automatically move. Yeah. That's what Ian McShane does because he just says, Oh really? You're not going to get out of my way. And he just touches his sword. The fucking rope fucking yanks the dude down the way in the first place. That's, that's the commanding of that presence. That's the, there's a difference between like Barbosa, who is intimidating, especially in the first movie. In the first movie, he is very intimidating. Yes. But he's always, but get out of the way, you lovers. Ha 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 ha. Like he's really camming it up. But Not fucking, changing this, changing subject real quick, but have you ever played the game Bioshock? I've, I've, uh, played the first. I played the first couple levels on, or I started it. Okay. It wasn't I not levels, but yeah, I got into it like maybe, maybe like in the first hour of it. I only asked because the reason Gore Verbinski didn't direct that movie, the fourth one, is he was working on a Bioshock movie that ultimately never came to be. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, I would like to have seen that movie. <laughs> <coughs> I'd still like to see a fucking Halo movie. Yeah, I don't care so much about that. But anyway, oh, by Peter the way, Jack- speaking about video game movies did you hear what um the aquaman guy is doing one i think yeah i think it's one is he the one what? doing it he's doing a mortal combat movie oh i did hear about that Dude, very excited i that. heard i'll give you one even weirder yeah speaking of james Wan, chris rock is rebooting or he's making another saw movie i saw that yeah it was a what the actually, f- when the actual fuck <laughs> yeah i don't know anyway let me, let me tell you, Batman. Like, like, oh, God. I I want to see that weirdness, but I don't want to see that weirdness. Let's get back I hope to the captains. So. Yeah, speaking of weirdness. So, but look, fucking Barbosa and fucking Blackbeard, to me, don't even compare to how well-crafted Davy Jones is. Oh, yeah. Bill Nye kills that role. He really kills it. Yeah, he really does. He and he, he's he's scary, and he's kind of like he would be the Darth Vader of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? No question. Agreed. No question. Yep. Tragic character becomes evil through love. You know, he's he, instead of more machine than man, he's more squid than man. More animal than man, basically. More 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 sea based than man. Yeah. Um, his crew look fucking fucked up. There's a hammerhead shark dude. There's a fucking yeah. eel dude. I mean, one of Davy Jones's most fucking badass moments is when he takes that. Um, uh, what I think his name is Mr. Mercer, and he grabs him by the face with his tentacle beard and slithers his tentacles in the dude's throat. Yeah, through his nose, strangles him and breaks his neck. He did it with his facial hair. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, real quick, did you, and this isn't a trying to like a gotcha moment, but did you know that there were post-credit scenes for four and five? Oh oh yeah. Okay. There's post-credit scenes for all of them. uh, I have to go back and watch the first three then because I don't think I caught those. Do you want me to tell you? Well, in a minute, but yes, I do. But let me, I had a point for bringing it up. 
and it wasn't well, are just. You bring, are you bringing up the post credit scene for five? I am because that's it really... Stephanie's plot hole. Okay, <laughs> what's Stephanie's plot hole? Because of course Stephanie has a plot hole. No, I happen to agree with the plot hole. Okay, I, what is I it? Was... Okay. okay, for those who don't fucking remember or don't know, the bonus credit scene for five is. Well, the ending of the movie is they break Poseidon's trident because that's a thing. And that is supposed to lift all sea curses, right? All of them. Correct. And somehow that frees Will. First off, let's talk about that. Will is now the captain of the Flying Dutchman. He is essentially Davy Jones without being Davy Jones. Right. He is allowed one day every 10 years on land. Correct. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you're confirming this. I just want to establish everything. He, at the end of three, he fucks Kira Knightley. They have Henry. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, mm, really? Yeah, oh, Knightley, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. hello, Poppet. Uh, so then, 10 years. I, I the threw bo- you off there. <laughs> you did, yeah. The bonus courtesy for three, which you may not remember, Mm-mm. is it's Elizabeth and young Henry, about age 10 years old, he's singing Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. They're walking to the shore and, and you. the implication is this is the first time he's going to see his father. They're looking on the horizon, big green flash, and then Will is, the ship is there and this is him getting his one day at sea. Now here's where it gets all fucked up. One day at land. One day at land. One day at land, 10 okay. at sea. This is when it gets fucked up. He could stay. He didn't stay, though. All he had to do was do 10 years of service. Then he could come back on land. No, 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 yes. no. Every 10 years, he gets one day. It's not 10 years of no. service. He, no. Yes, yes. He could He could have ended it right there. No. Yes. No, yes. he had yes. – the Dutchman needs a captain. So he would someone, right. else, someone else would have had to cut out their heart and put it in the box. He, okay. he is indentured to that place, and and then the implication is that if he does that, he actually dies. He doesn't. It's not over. He's done. Right. Which so means he that it's, end it. Okay. So either look for the sake of argument, fine. He's he's only allowed one day of land every ten I years. Thought, every ten years. Yeah. So then he goes back, and then five starts with him. With Henry trying to drown himself so he can be greeted by the Dutchman. Right. That's how that happened. The, right. the Dutchman sensed a drowning soul and went to rescue this person. Right. He is now, uh, Will is starting to look a little barnacly. A little bit. Which means he's failed at being the, the Chiron of, of the seas. Or he, his missed. job is to, is to or, ferry the lost souls. Right. He might have missed someone. But yeah, he might have missed some. Well, that's why David Jones looks like David Jones. He just said, fuck it. I'm not going to do that shit anymore. Right. Whereas Will probably tried and maybe missed a handle. <laughs> and that's why he looks a little barnacly, you know, maybe that's the implication. So he and then I, I didn't I didn't understand why he was telling, you know, they know you're here. Please leave. Like you're captain of the fucking flight. You could tell your crew to fuck off. It's your son. What? Well, yeah. what, what? Why are you being a pussy to your fucking crew? 
why wasn't your father there to see your fucking to see his grandson? That, I thought that was jarring that um, Bill Bootstrap Bill wasn't there. Which, by the way, all their talk about how fucking Will Turner looks the spinning image of his father. I don't see that shit. Nothing against Stone Scarscott, but he does not look like Orlando fucking Bloom. No, but he's a good actor, so whatever. He's a great actor. He just doesn't look like him. Well, maybe he looks more like his mother. I don't know. (laughs) Well, they all know. They keep saying he's a spitting image of Bootstrap Bill. No, it's not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They do say that. So then that's the whole plot. And then fucking what? Eight years later, boom. That's what part five is, right? So I'll give you two couple things. They br- they break the fucking trident. The curse is lifted. Right. Will can go back on land, which means technically he should have just dropped right fucking dead right there. Soon as the curse lifted, he should have just dropped that. I have a theory for that, but go ahead, finish your point, and I'll get to it. Second of all, as you very astutely put, the Dutchman needs a captain. So now there is no captain doing the Dutchman, everyone who drowns at sea, their soul is fucked. They're now unable to go pass on. They're just dead, and their souls are drowning. And anybody who is even like, oh, I'm going to drown, maybe the Dutchman won't save me. Nope, sorry, fuck you. So does that mean the crew no longer has a crew? is a crew anymore? Like, they really didn't go over that shit. I think it's implied. So here, here's what I think, right? First <coughs> off, I wanna, I'm, I'm on a thing called Fandom. If you've ever seen that website, it's similar to yeah. Wiki, but it's... Okay, so I'm on the Fandom for The Flying Dutchman. Not the movie, The Dutchman. Yeah. And it says here... Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, because Will Turner became the new captain, he would now serve aboard the Flying Dutchman for all eternity, bound to ferry the soul. So it's not ten years. Okay. Okay. Just to right. clarify that part. Sure. Um, to your thing, we all agree, we both agree that throughout this entire series, all five movies, there's a level of mysticism and magic and things that aren't real, right? Obviously. Yeah. So the. To me, the implication is when that curse is broken by the trident being destroyed. Right. It doesn't just release him from the the boat. That's true. But I think it also, by some power of magic that we wouldn't be able to explain, puts his heart back in his chest. So that's why he doesn't drop dead right then and there, to okay. your question. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. One final thing, and then I'm going to... Ask Steph what she she I know she wants to tell me what's going on, but hold on. Yeah, the bonus credit scene of five is Will in bed with fucking Kira Knightley, as I'm sure you would love. Mm. He's having a fucking nightmare. He's Wait, just kind of just to put it in Mark's parlance, Kira Knightley can get it. Um, go ahead. Kira Knightley doesn't have any boobs. She can get it. <laughs> so he he the door opens you hear a thump kind of a familiar step thump step thump someone yeah. with a fucked up peg leg we see the shadow and it's very clearly old tentacled fucking Davy Jones we see the tentacles move in the shadow on the floor and then this is where they get fucked up the claw 
the 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 claw that he yeah. has is on his yeah. left hand in the first three films, but the right claw hand raises, which is incorrect. The angle of it is a right hand. He doesn't have a right hand claw. Right. And then Will Turner wakes up. There's no one there. Now I could get into it maybe because maybe it was his subconscious or was a nightmare that maybe he is afraid of becoming Davy Jones and he was, you know, this, this curse is still kind of a part of him. I could get into that. But when I, then the camera pans down, there's a fucking puddle of water and some fucking barnacles and shit, which the implication is he was Davy Jones there. was actually standing there. And if he's staying there, he should not look like that because the curse is fucking lifted. And if the curse is fucking lifted, technically the motherfucker should be dead because they stabbed the fucking heart and the fucking thing is bullshit. This is fucking stupid. They didn't fucking read or look at their own fucking movies. They just said, oh, you know what? We like the compass. Oh, you know what? We like Davy Jones. Let's shove this shit in a fucking reboot of fucking Pirates of the Caribbean Fast 7. And fucking, oh, let's make Jack Sparrow even less of a fucking compelling character and have him fucking be stupid. Oh, you know what? Let's make Barbosa even more fucking outrageous. Oh, let's, let's, let's establish that science was actually a thing. And just because she is a woman, let's just shit on her and call her a fucking witch. And let's make a really compelling actor stupid gurgle and gargle through fucking bad black blood as a ghost captain and have it be fucking freed with a compass. Fuck this movie. Fuck you, CJ. Stephanie, what you want to say? <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try and reiterate what she says to me because her, her uh, throat's all fucked up. So she says, first off, the flying Dutchman is not a curse. It's a job to be the ferryman. It's not a curse. Only Henry looks at it as a curse. Now, Will Turner might feel cursed, but that's too fucking bad. He gets to live. According to this, he it's gets... a curse. <clears throat> According to this website that CJ is looking up, it is a curse. Right, so, okay. if we're going to assume it as a curse, then the curse is lifted and the trident is broken. Therefore, there is no more point that. Which she's agreeing with what I'm saying with the curse. If the th trident is broken, then the curse is lifted. There is no flying Dutchman. What? No, I think the ship still yeah, exists. I think. What? Will Turner died to become the captain. He has no heart. He should be dead. He should be evaporated and gone. Their whole. CJ said this. He didn't hear, but because we have to expect some form of magic in this. That if the curse is lifted, maybe the heart is regrown in his chest or something. No, he died before being the captain. No, he, he did not. He, died first. He, he wasn't dead. He was wounded. No. Yes. He was wounded. He wasn't. Davy Jones stabbed him. He died. He stabbed him in the heart, but he wasn't dead. He didn't he cut die. out his heart and put it in the box in time. I guarantee if he was alive, that would have been a painful ass thing to have your dad cut open your fucking chest and pull out your heart for you. He died. Okay, all right, fine. Her argument is that he did die. Well, she's so no matter what, he should have still died. She's because wrong. he was dead before the thing happened. That but I mean but that's what I'm saying is I can I can accept so much illogical illogical shit 
because, hey, it's pirates and magic and curses and shit. This is what I'm like. No, no, no. Fuck your fuck your bullshit. Davy Jones should as much as I love Bill Nye as, as Davy Jones, it makes 100% zero sense for him to come back. Okay, can I just throw a thing at you real quick? Is it logic? A little bit. Okay. How, does it make any sense that the Emperor should be back in the Rise of Skywalker? In actuality, I, based on what we've seen already, <coughs> should the Emperor be making an appearance in Rise of Skywalker? I other than a for, the, I, other than a Force ghost, like an actual? No, no. I just had to calm down. Well, <laughs> I, I, no, I can't calm down. These are fighting fucking words, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> look. We don't know how the Emperor's coming back. We know the, it's the Emperor. We don't know it's, if he's a Force ghost. We don't know if he's somehow possessed Snoke from the very beginning. We don't know. Right. So that's the argument. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. We don't know yet. If they're going to give me some bullshit thing where fucking Ian McDermott comes back, black cloak, white skin, <laughs> I'm going to say, that's some bullshit. That motherfucker was dead. All right. As long as you can admit that that's equal bullshit. If J.J. Abrams does that, then J.J. is now Jar Jar Abrams. Well, then I think but, you're going to call him Jar Jar because I'm pretty certain that's what he's doing. He's not going to just fucking push him back. He's going to probably do a force ghost thing. The other thing is, and I know you're going to fucking give me shit for this. It could be a clone. It could no, fucking be a clone. Could be. No. Could be. I now, can't. I'm pretty sure they've never made clones of Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, if, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. If this is Davy Jones's fucking. If this is Davy Jones's fucking like twin brother, then fine. Tell me all about Mikey Jones, okay? Tell me all about fucking. But establish that. Don't shove a thing for us to be like. Oh my god, what is? And have it be like, no, it doesn't make Okay, sense. so what about this? What if what if that sequence, what if that... Uh, tell me. What? No, well, you know, you were talking to Stephanie. If Well, she, she said it doesn't matter no matter what because all curses are lifted. Okay. That's the ultimate argument breaker ender right there because all curses are lifted. There should not be anything cursed that could also disappear when because Will wakes up pretty fucking quickly and all of a sudden he just... It's a so he's a, he's a ghost, but there can't be a ghost because ghosts are cursed. No matter how you fucking play it, it makes no sense. No, what if the barnacles in the water weren't Davy <coughs> Jones? 
So the the image we saw prior to oh, the floor shot, it was a dream. Was a dream. The water and the dream. barnacles are barnacles so that's exist, it's wet. right? Or or was, you said yourself was, he had a couple barnacles on the side of his face, but he didn't he, have that when he came back. No, you're right, but I'm just saying like. I think the implication is more of like there's something going on in Will's head as opposed to him actually being there. And that's what I said. If if that's the thing, if it's it's his inner demon, you know, coming at him, being like, you are still clinging to the Dutchman. Your curse is lifted, but it will always haunt you. All the shit you've done, you know, 20 years or 15 years or whatever the fuck I'd see, you came super close to becoming your enemy. I'm fine with that. It makes perfect sense. But having the barnacles fucks it. Not to mention, if you look it up on Wikipedia, if you look it all up, it more or less confirms that it wasn't a dream. They say very explicitly, Davy Jones is back. Well, Why? to be fair, Bill Nye wanted to be in the fourth one. And they said no. He wanted because it make because it doesn't make sense. And the fourth one it does. Trident's not broken yet. But he's still dead. He's also a mystical character at that point. He's no longer... The only, the only way it would make sense if, is if fucking Calypso shits him back from the sea. Basically. But we don't know shit about Calypso because they gave up on her. Because she... Unless Calypso became a man in a previous life, and then that's how she gave her fucking... Uh, compass to Jack Sparrow. I mean, dude, like I said, I like verse four, and then there's this one. This one, it's, it is the last Jedi, man. It retcons a lot of shit. It changes a lot of characters. And look, for our listeners, I, I honestly could give less of a fuck. If you guys love this movie, all the power to you. CJ, if you like the fifth one, like the fucking fifth one. But you got to understand... I re like Michael and I when we saw the fifth one, we went through a marathon and we were like, we're gonna watch all fucking four movies the day of we're gonna see the fucking fifth one at night. Like we were pumped up, we were fucking being stupid, we were drinking rum, we were doing shanties and shit. We were walking around like fucking Jack Sparrow all drunk and shit. Was the rum always going like that fucking bullshit? We were playing Rolling Stones because we're like, hey, it's, it's Keith Richards. We walked out of that movie theater so fucking crestfallen. Just like, that was just... I mean, it was beautifully shot. It was beautifully shot. The CGI was great. The fuck, But there was also a lot of parts where it was just hard to see shit. All the movies have a lot of fucking parts where it's at night. But I remember seeing more vividly... Jack and Davy Jones sword fighting in a fucking maelstrom. Is that how you pronounce it? Maelstrom? Yeah. Clearly, then half of what the fuck was going on in the, the last 20 minutes of Pirates 5. It was just a bad movie, dude. Any okay. rebuttals? No. No? Now you no. know why I want to do this, so that we can do this and never talk about this again. <laughs> Until the well, sixth one comes out. Until the sixth one. Steph, what's your question? That's another. I mean, that's that's not okay. Her question. You know, if she wants to keep talking, put a fucking microphone on. <laughs> Her question is, why did Will Turner give his heart to Elizabeth? 
and it's a it's a legit question. Why Davy Jones? Why? Well, Davy Jones hid his heart because he wanted to be far away from the emotional aspect as much as possible, right? Right. And also, he buried it because he didn't he, want anyone taking over or using though, it against him. Is what it says here. What? It said that he didn't want people using it against him. He didn't want people using it against him, which, by logic, shouldn't have been better if it was just on his ship all the time. Sure. So, which brings her point is, why didn't Will do the same thing? Why did he... he I mean, anything could have fucking happened. Like, what if if Elizabeth got robbed and they just took the (laughs) chest? Okay. And they said, what the fuck's this beating heart? Let's throw this in the fucking... Like, let's stab this thing. Okay, so my problem is that if William Turner didn't want to become Davy Jones, he wanted to be a good ferryman because he willingly took on the alleged curse of ferrying people when they die, then why did he give his heart away? Because if he wanted to be a compassionate ferryman, he would have wanted to keep it close. That's easy. He giving his heart to it's symbolic. It's not protection. He's giving it to the woman that he loves because he loves her. I can't be with you, so here's my heart. It's plain and simple. That's illogical. No, it's not illogical. It's not yes. illogical at all. Yes, it is. It's romantic. It's very illogical, especially since they're established pirates. <laughs> so if she has his heart, then Davy Jones's problem becomes William's problem. It makes no sense. That was my only question. It makes more sense than the shit I'm complaining about. I'm giving it back to Rico. What was your argument? Symbolic? Right. It's he's yeah. he loves he loves her and he wants him to have her or wants you know what I'm trying to say. I'm yeah, I, I'm ready I, to put I, my I, headphones I t- down. I, like, a, um, I agree. I, I tend to agree with that. There's no harm in what yeah, there's two different motivations altogether. And it's got to be in the chest anyway, so why not leave it with the person you trust the most? Who's he going to give it to, Jack? I mean, come on. <laughs> I think he would have probably... I think it would have probably been best if he... If if uh, Bootstrap Bill said, okay, I'm free, and then said, okay, I trust you with my heart. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. It doesn't... It, that, that doesn't bother me. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with... Five. Just five. Dead men tell no tales. Well, this movie should have been fucking dead and not told this tale. <clears throat> All right. I did, I did like the daughter. I did like Barbosa's daughter. I thought she was I thought she was intriguing. I thought if if you're gonna do that Force Awakens analogy and she's the new Elizabeth Swan, I thought she was more interesting based on first performances. I thought I don't fucking know who the she actress was is. More interesting than a Bloody Mermaid in the Latin, the fourth one. That was just. I I agree with that. That whole the mermaid. Look, man, it's pirates. They gotta throw some fucking mermaids. I in don't there. have a problem with there being mermaids. I don't have there being a problem with the sequence where they go to the. I think it's called White Cap Bay or whatever, where the mermaids yeah. were. Like that, I actually thought was pretty badass. But then having to capture and carry the thing around, just get the tears there and leave. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, could have let you could have got the tear, left her there, and gone off and done the rest of the movie the exact same because, way, and it would have worked. Because 
because they need a fucking love story. But I will say that that fucking priestly dude, that missionary fucking kid. Yeah. Useless. Such an awful fucking character. So was the mermaid. They were both useless. They were both. That whole romance was stupid. I will give you that. You want to talk about illogical. He's a priest. There shouldn't be a romance to begin with. He's a priest. He's not a priest. He's a fucking Bible. He's a clergyman. No, he's a clergyman. They called him a clergyman. Okay. Well, mermaids will fucking make you fucking. I mean, look. Say I was religious. Let's just start with that far-fetched idea, okay? Yes. And I was had to abstain from sex. I would 100% say, fuck that noise if I could fuck a mermaid. Well, sure. But, you know, he talks about how he's so into his faith up until that moment. All the way up. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like he's, because no, now I'm, he worships her. Not even... To the point where he meets her. I'm talking all the way up to the point where she pulls him under the, the water. Which, when I first saw that movie, I thought it was incredibly confusing. I was like, because they, they did say one thing in passing that a, woman, a, a mermaid's kiss can help a guy save a man from drowning. He wasn't drowning. He got stabbed in the stomach. Then she pulls him under. So right. all she did was say, okay, I'm going to kiss you so I could take, so I could drag you under the sea where you'll not have to worry about breathing because I kissed you and you can breathe underwater for some reason. But then, like, where you become still, Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, that, then Aquaman starts. Yeah, that, that's how Aquaman starts. But you see what I'm saying? It's like, okay, great. Thanks for kissing me. Thanks for getting me across the ocean. I still have a fucking wound, lady. Like, okay. by the way, it's been, tra- it's been bleeding the entire time. There's sharks following us. I guess the, the implication is those, those specific waters heal them. I don't know. It was, it was just it not was, needed. It, was, it wasn't it was, needed. Like, everyone I got agree. upset about Penelope Cruz, and that wasn't the problem with that movie. I liked her. I liked Penelope Cruz. I By the way, she's the wife of Salazar. Oh, is she? Yeah. So Salazar is Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz are no, a couple. she was a nun. Oh, you mean in real life? In real life. Oh, I thought you meant in the movie. I, that's where I got confused. No, no. They were a real-life couple. Okay, that I that I can get behind. I thought you meant the two characters. I'm like, no, no. The two most famous Spanish actors are a couple. Yeah. All right. So. So, I mean, look, I don't, I don't want our fans to fucking think that like I'm just an angry fucking. Well, you bitch are. Fit. I am, but I also <laughs> love the movies. That's why I'm allowed to fucking bitch and moan. It's because I gave a fuck. Um, it's. Ha- it's- it's how I reacted so fucking vehemently against like Last Jedi, and how I'd argue some people are uh, reacted to Force Awakens because so we got to back up to a it, couple things because I want to touch on like one of my favorite, two of my favorite themes throughout the the series. One you've already touched on with the the rum, the uh-huh. constant reference to the, why is the rum always gone? Like I just think that's fun, and then the other one that- is. Hide the rum, yeah. Right, and then the other one is not as frequent, but it happens a couple times where, and it's a throwback to the first movie where he goes, remember the day you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow? And then I think it's the second one when they're escaping the indigenous people and he goes to say it and the wave like smacks him in the back of the head and he's just like, 
and just never mind and gets up on the ship. Like he doesn't get through the whole sentence and never yeah, yeah. finishes it. I'll, like I just yes, yeah, it's, it's so cut off. It's so it's it's well done. He's just like. I, alas, my friends, today is the day that you almost caught with it splash. And he just has a look on his face bro. like, fuck. And just climbs yeah. up into the boat. Like, you know, it's little stuff like that. Or like when um, like when he meets Norrington for the very first time and mm-hmm. he goes, you are undoubtedly the worst pirate I've ever met or I've ever heard of. And he goes, but you have heard of me. And then right. later when he seals the interceptor, like 30 minutes later or whatever it is. And he goes, and his, uh, Norrington's like right hand man goes that in that undoubtedly is one of the, the, the best pirate I've ever seen. And he goes, it appears so like yeah. with that look of like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like that, those moments I thought were I fun. Agree. And, and th- that's what makes these things fun. And then the ultimate thing for me is the brethren court. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. brethren court scene, that whole sequence is just ridiculous. I love it when they're beating the shit out of each other. And he's like, this is madness. This is politics. Yeah. Yeah. It's li- little quips like that. And then like, um, who is it? Sishun Bambi or Sishu. What was his name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. Sishun Bambi had someone else talking for him the whole time. Right. And then, yeah. and I'm, I'm, gonna try this but it's gonna be really bad and they finally vote to go to war because elizabeth becomes the pirate king and she goes we're going to war and he stands up and he goes so we will go to war and it's just so fucking funny like yeah they're good right yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good dude yeah, that was really good was pretty good um uh and i love the look of jack where he's just like Holds his head like yeah. What? I mean, th- that's what's so good about Johnny Depp in these roles. Like he 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 gets the character to the point that like he bought that costume. Disney doesn't own that yeah. costume. He owns it and breaks it out constantly, going to like hospitals, children's and hospitals, children's and, and schools. And, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so he just loves that role. But like, there's all kinds of stuff like the dog reappearing constantly with the keys, right? You know. Like, you never know how I got off the goddamn island with the indigenous people, but it survived. Sea turtles, mate. Sea turtles. Yeah, right? Sea turtles. And then he shows up with the <laughs> but he shows up with the key so that his dad, Captain T, can unlock right. the code. You know? And then they're talking about the code and they're saying they won't listen to Elizabeth. And he goes, So you won't be staying with the code? And the guitar string breaks. Yeah. You know, but you've got you've got Keith Richards. Who I'm not a big Rolling Stones fan, to be fair, but you've got Keith Richards, one of the most famous guitar players of all time. Maybe not one of the best, but certainly one of the most famous. Oh, for sure. Sitting there playing guitar and pops a string when they say And he looks bored. Like, his only job is, I give a fuck about the code. Right. And, like, they're just arguing and squabbling. And he just says, all right, fuck you guys. And just starts strumming a guitar. Yeah. Someone says, fuck the code. And he's like, What'd you say, motherfucker? Yeah, and then and then at the end of that whole sequence where he's talking to him, and that's when you finally find out it's his father. Because up to that point, it's not said that it's his dad. You don't find out out till the end of that sequence. Right. And he goes, "So how's mom?" And he pulls up the shrunken head. Yeah. And Jack just has that like Johnny Depp got that look like 
And, 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 he, and he says, she looks great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that, it's those <laughs> moments that he does throughout the whole series that are just, I think, what makes it what it is. You know, Johnny is expressive in his eyes, especially. He, I mean, he does yeah. the twitchy eye kind of. I mean, did you ever see Betty and June? Once I did. It's been a long time, but I did. Yeah. Pound for pound, if I mean, well, maybe twenty years ago, if they made a movie of Buster Keaton, Giant Up would be the top choice. If they made, if you didn't have Robert Downey Jr. playing Charlie Chaplin, go Giant Up. It would have been spot on. I he is, he he is a silent film actor who happens to talk. Right. I have a quick question because it just hit me, like literally just hit me. If RDJ wasn't Tony Stark, could Johnny Depp have done it? Would that have, been, would that have been a good pick for, for Tony? I don't think Johnny has... I mean, I would. you could argue Jack Sparrow is an arrogant character, but not to the caliber of Iron Man. I don't know if Johnny would be as believable as a rich, spoiled, genius prick. Okay. I just have RDJ, to throw that if it was the 90s, I would have gone Tom Cruise. By the way, there's that thing on, I think it was on Facebook I saw. Did you see that? Where it's like the nine, with, with the, Avengers the 90s like, version? It's yeah. like fucking four is uh, Brad Pitt or some shit. Right, yeah. and Hassel. David Hasselhoff is Nick Fury because he actually played <laughs> David Nick Fury is Nick in the Fury. 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Eddie Murphy was Falcon. I think it was, yeah. I didn't see, I don't remember all of it, it but yeah. It, it, it was, it was good, man. I, I, I pretty much agreed with it. I was kind of like, huh, David Duchovny as Hulk? That's... Yeah, I could see him as Banner. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, the only yeah, thing I that stayed that... consistency was um, Thanos. Thanos was the same Thanos, but yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was the same no, Thanos. No, it yeah, was Bruce Willis. No, but the, the the graphics, they say they say it in the beginning. If it was shot in the 90s and Thanos stayed the same, that's what it says oh, okay. when it starts. Okay. Yeah. So it might have been a different voice. I didn't, to be fair, I was in a place where I couldn't hear the audio. I could only watch the video, so I didn't get to hear the voice they used. So uh-huh. if they did change the voice, then yeah. But uh, I think Keanu Reeves was like. Cap. They wanted Keanu. I think he was Cap. No, no, no. He was, was Dr. Strange. Oh, okay. Okay. I could see that. I think it was actually. Michael J. Fox or something was like Spider-Man. I could see that too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I anyway. mean, really, we, we've talked about the Back to the Future of some uh, fucking uh, we Tom said Holland, Holland was basically doing the reboot. fucking And Michael we J. said if they, yeah. if they ever did a Back to the Future like remake that that at this point, like if they did it like right now, that's who should play Marty. 100 percent. Yeah. Um, um, there is another thing about Pirates that I I want to touch on. OK. The sword. The fucking infamous sword that Will makes oh, for, for Commodore Norrington. Yeah, yeah. Did you track where that sword goes? That sword makes a lot of ground in those first three movies. The last time I remember seeing it is the guy that's basically running the East India Trading Company, or at least that branch of it in, right. in the Caribbean, had it. But that's the last time I remember seeing it. So... You're right. That's that's the second time it comes back. The third and multiply file time is uh, Norrington gets stabbed by Bootstrap. 
Yes. And so he's laying there kind of dying. And Davy Jones says, do you fear death? Right. And, he just, and then he takes the sword, stabs Davy Jones with the sword. Davy Jones, and then Norrington dies. And then Davy Jones says, hmm, guess not. Pulls the sword out. Says, huh, nice sword. Claims it as his own. Huh. So, and, and ultimately, he is using that sword to fight Jack Sparrow and everybody else. By the way, uh, just to that same, because I know that same sequence, the the wedding that takes place during the fight, I thought was pretty fun. Like, to me, that was, was just fun. You know, Barbosa. And I loved how Barbosa was just like, ah, just get on with it. Yeah. 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 So, but by then, the way, I don't know if there was a character design or not, but Jeffrey Rush looked rough in that oh, fifth yeah. one. He looked bad. His eyes were all red and bloodshot through like 90% all of the movie. All of them. All the pirates have like yellow eyes, like, like fucking chlamydia or something. And jaundice. <laughs> That's John, John is, yeah. yeah. So back to the sword. Davy Jones uses that sword to stab Will in the heart. Okay. Will made the weapon that ultimately killed him. Yeah, there you go. It's so bizarre how this like, and I got to give the fucking writers like, what are their names? Uh, Elliot and Rossio. Like uh, they, they did some great writing. Like they really established some fucking great writing because they would reference like films. Like there's a part where uh, when they use it, I think it's the first one when they cannon blast all like a bunch of just bullshit, like yeah. forks and spoons yep. and shit. Yeah. It shows Pintle and Rigetti, the fucking dude with missing the eye and the okay. false eye. Yeah. Their names are Pintle and Rigetti. <clears throat> they like look out and there's like fucking spoons and shit surrounding them from the blast. And like one of them was in like the false eye, like a fork yeah. in the eye. Yeah. The same camera shot is the same way when the Kraken attacks them. And huh. it's like, it's the tentacles running up and they happen to look and they're just like, it's the same POV. Like, Oh shit. Oh wow. I don't think I caught that. Um, you were right. It's um, Ted Elliott and Terry Ro- Rossio. I think is how you would say that. R O S S I O. That's probably yeah. Rossio. Yeah. So those are your um, writers. Yeah, man. And I, that's why I still, think, I mean, obviously I, I would say the first three are just the best. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, no, they, they are the, the best. As I've been sitting here and we've been talking about it, you asked me how I would rank them. And you yeah. said that like two hours ago. But, um, <laughs> and off air, we had talked about that last week. And I think I had given you the order of one, two, three, five, four. I think was the order I gave it to you. And I think I would still hold to that order. Any guess what I would rank it? You did one, two, three, four, five when we talked about it. I'm assuming it's still the same. Yeah. I mean, but you made a point that like two and three basically are part one and part two of one storyline. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did so, confirm they were shot at the same time. We, I right. never told you. But you're they, right about they, that. Yeah. So if we're going that implication – that basically two and three is just one long fucking movie. Then I, I neither like, like if one, two, if two and three just happen to be numerically that way, it doesn't mean I like three less than I like two. Sure. So because it's, it's just the one complete story. It's, it's right. really one, two, three, four, five is really how it kind of, no, it's, it's one, two, three, four, um, 
and then five. <laughs> Fuck you. Um. All right. That's how I rage that shit. Yeah, you do have a big range. Um, I don't even know what uh, that hey, means. I'm, I'm talented. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do we have anything else on the pirates movies we need to cover? I think I think we hit all the. I think I think we really kind of got to it, but I think the the main reason why it was so good is because it flips the pirate storyline, which is it's pirates returning treasure, not looking for it. Yeah, there are also there are also a lot of the ways the good guys in these movies. You know, if you're looking for a good guy, bad guy kind of thing, the the pirates are primarily the good guys in these movies. You know, well, it even goes with yes. I'll bring up the fifth one again, but Salazar is not a pirate. No, he's a Spanish commander. He, he's he's a naval commander. Well, all the. The enemy in all of them are commanders of some capacity. You got Norrington in the first one. You got the East India Trading Company, which is not exactly a commander, but they're they're definitely more naval than right. pirates are. And right. then in the fourth one, you know, it's it's the British Empire trying to get the um the well and the, Sp- and the Spanish the Spanish, but more so through the the length of the movie, you get more from the British. But yeah, the Spanish led by fucking totally the pirate formerly known as Prince, huh? The, the fucking Spanish captain who's trying to race them to destroy the fucking uh, Fountain of Youth. Yeah, tell me that's not Prince. Um, the art that's that it's obviously not the actual guy, but he looks so much like Prince with like the purple suit yeah. and the fucking rough. Oh sure, okay. I didn't know what you were getting at. I lost. I lost where you were getting at. So yeah, my fault. it's the part formerly known as Prince. All right. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, bring me that horizon. <laughs> so before we end off tonight, there was something I wanted to talk about. I'm not related to, to pirates. If you remember, I said that. Okay. Earlier. Yeah, it'll yeah. be our post credit scene. Well, no, I have our post credit scene already. I know what I'm using. Um, but oh, hey, I. I, I was making out. a joke, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I know you do. Um, This is our first recording since the anniversary episode. We've put out material that we had previously recorded, but right. this is our first sit-down recording session since the anniversary episode. And I just want to give another shout-out to the people that participated and a couple people that I don't think we mentioned at all in the episode. Um. So first, let's do the shout-outs to the people that participated. Henry, Chasing Leia. Um, then you got the body count girls, Jessica and Bethany. Um, I know they were a little eyebrow-raising for you, but they were they were, they were good guests, and they were fun to have on. And honestly, the feedback I've been getting is those segments are the most popular from that episode. <laughs> so, um, but, <laughs> but also to Maddie and April, Maddie Granger and oh, April. Um, of course. And then wrapping April, it May, up. June. <laughs> April, May, June. Yep. And then um, uh, wrapping it up with Mike Driscoll. Uh, yeah. Great stories about meeting Kevin. So it was it was really a good time. Uh, Want to give some love out to we we never mentioned Mark, uh, my buddy Mark. He is right. not as daily integral, but I will say something that I meant to say on the anniversary episode that I didn't get to before we ever did our first conversation forget recording 
our first Skype conversation, I was having real technical problems getting it to work because, and you've seen my setup. So the way it's set up, it's very kind of complex because ultimately we wanted to record eventually. So I figured I needed to set that up and I had never recorded via Skype before you. My previous podcast was with a co-host that I could always be in the same room with. So you plug two microphones into the soundboard, you plug it into the recording computer, and it was, you know, off we go, you know. And you're off, yeah. Yeah. Whereas with us, it's a little more complicated. I have to run like five or six different wires, and then the technicalities aren't important. Mark helped me set that up. He spent like an hour with me uh, on Skype, on the phone, trying to make it work. And I never knew that. Yeah. So I, I and he doesn't look for praise and that kind of stuff. That's not Mark's demeanor or his nature. He doesn't look for that kind of stuff. Regardless. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. You, you really are kind of the, you're the, uh, the technical wizard who kind of made this happen. A little bit, yeah. So I wanted to give him some love because when we were rambling off names, now, to be fair, we had been recording for damn near five hours at that point, and I, we both <laughs> were a little punchy, I'm sure, you know. So, and I, you know, while I was not drunk, I definitely had a few drinks. So by the end of it, I was, you know, a little delirious. Um, and but- Mark, Mark needed love, and we didn't give it to him and as much as we should have. We didn't, you know spurn them we didn't say fuck you or anything but no yeah yeah so and then just to all our all our fans and friends on twitter facebook we've been getting a lot of real positive feedback can i quickly tell you the the most common review i've been getting i think i've said this to you off air but i want to put it on the recording before we it's that that i'm loud no no you are but i get that all the time i'm talking about the anniversary episode specifically oh okay what everyone is said stuff like they'll comment to me on Twitter four and a half hours, almost five hours. Really? And then four and a half, five hours later, I get another tweet going, okay, that was worth it. Like that's the most common thing I've been getting. There's only one person who thought that we really should have split it into two episodes. And and I get where he's coming from and I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but I understand where he's coming from. And my, my response back was normally I would have, but, because it was a celebration, I felt like it needed to be one big piece. So, agreed. Um, so, are and, you, are you going to split this up where it's like nothing about Pirates of the Caribbean? Basically, yeah. Um, okay. It's we're just retconning that whole portion of the episode. Um, you're you're going to retcon everything except all the praise you said of the fifth movie. Yeah, basically, the rest of it's yeah, all okay. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I added my whole fucking tantrum out. Hiya, everyone. Stephanie here with a few thank yous and FYIs on how you can get in touch with and follow Podescue. Oh, yeah. And the guys. Let's start with a huge shout out. Thanks to Dubbed in English for the opening theme music, 96 Reasons. If you're trying to find them online, they've dropped off the face of the earth. (laughs) Just kidding. But no, really, their music is offline now. So send an email request to Podescue at gmail.com or CJ's Twitter handle at M underscore blade. And he'll throw you a copy of the full song and or the whole EP, Plan 9. Also, let's give a big thanks to Samuel Lemons for our closing music theme, Askew. I encourage you to discover more of Samuel's masterfully manipulated rhythms on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. I don't know how you're listening to this now, but you can find other Podeskew episodes in several places, starting with 
iTunes and Stitcher, where a quick high star rating from you goes a long way in helping us hit the top of the charts. Or you may prefer Google Play Music. Don't want to be strapped down by an app? Then find us on podcast search engine, Listen Notes. Type in P-O-D-A-S-K-E-W, yes, that's all one word, into any of the aforementioned searches and Podeskew will pop right up on whatever screen you're using. And of course, there's our founding site that started it all, Podcast Garden, at www.podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash By the by, if you're looking to host your own show, Podcast Garden is the ideal place for all your podcast hosting needs at a very affordable price. Now, if you want to agree with or yell at the guys directly, follow them and the show on Twitter. For the show, at PodAskew. For Rico, at RantsRico. And again, CJ is at M underscore Blade. Finally, let's not forget our biggest thank you is to you for listening, subscribing, rating on iTunes and Stitcher, and promoting our show by being our fans. CJ and Rico truly appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Why is the rum always gone? I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.